0: You know if this continues we're not going to be able to do this ironically anymore. Like nope. people are going to just think that we're like trendy posers. I know, right? They don't realize we've been in on our truth.
2: Well, I mean once he's champion for like, you know, 12 years in a Which row. Which is coming. It's coming. Obviously. It's coming. No
0: doubt about that. All right, uh, welcome in. It is – I didn't even prepare an episode number. My fault. I'm so far behind on this one. It's episode number 69 because that would make Mojo happy. I was going to say 666 for hell, but – Sure, whatever. Of uh, jobbing out. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And, yes, we're thrown off again this week. Every time we have a plan for the show, every time everything's going well and, like, we've got things planned out we prepared a little bit, we think, like, oh, this will be a great week for us. (laughs) AJ F's it up. It's just the way that it course. works. AJ uh, Francis, of course, the third mic on our show, is currently unavailable. And I don't know what we can say because I don't know how it's going to play out. But as you know, he's been a free agent of late. And we're hoping that he's not a free agent that much longer. Because there's a football-related thing that he's doing today that hopefully leads to him having an announcement to make. So we had everything planned out for this week's I was going to say, show. but of
2: course, as of... Less than 24 hours ago, we had a full plan.
0: No doubt. Everything was good. We were pushing forward. Everything was – and then it just all fell apart. So thankfully, we've got friends. Thankfully, we know people that uh, are willing to to take care and help out and be a guest picker for us. As it is a pay-per-view week, we are getting ready for Hell in a Cell coming up on Sunday night. And let's just go ahead and do that right now. Uh, Our next guest is somebody we've known for a long time. And has always been great with us We love what he does We love his promotion uh, You've known him as Tyler Steele He is the man behind all things At Primal Conflict Wrestling He is Tyler Steele And he joins <laughs> us now here on Jobbing Out I guess I should have set that up better uh, Tyler what's going on man it's good to talk
3: to you dude Thanks for taking the time Hey thanks for having me on guys I appreciate it's it It's
0: been too long we, we should have done this forever ago And I, I guess the truth is that we're just kind of dicks is really what this comes down to Because you've been wonderful to us uh, We've always I blame like
2: Steve Miggs Yeah,
0: you know, it's probably Miggs'
2: fault, that's a good point
0: uh, We've loved having your guys on over the years We love what you guys do um, So we appreciate the fact that we're finally able to make it work To have you on the show I guess, I, I, let's start For people that aren't familiar with PCW and, and and how you stand out Among the indies, what do people need to know about PCW? Well uh,
3: Primal Conflict Wrestling um, we kind of uh, geographically located, um the eastern panhandle of West Virginia, Northern Virginia coming soon to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um it's 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 professional wrestling. It's it's whatever you I think we have something for everybody. If you like Lucha Libre, we kinda have that. If you like um legends and stars, we bring them in. But if you just like good professional wrestling, um I hate to say old school but for lack of a better term, um that's what primal conflict wrestling is rooted in.
0: And you guys run shows. As you mentioned uh, West Virginia regularly, but down in Virginia, you got the show coming up in Philadelphia. And you got a show coming up this weekend, this Saturday, Revolution Rumble. Tell everybody about
3: it. It's... Okay. Revolution Rumble is at the Ransom Civic Center um, in Ransom, West Virginia. It's the 12th annual DOA Memorial Cup Revolution Rumble. Ooh. Um, it kind of sets, it's traditionally um, for the last four years, I guess. Our September event has kind of been our, our big event of the year. Um, the Ransom Civic Center is a beautiful facility. It's um, newly remodeled. They've, they've really upgraded a lot of areas of, of that venue. Um, we've got Moose from Impact Wrestling coming in. DC guy. Uh, um, breaking news, this will be the first time it's been announced. Um, the Barbarian is going to be on the card as well. Um, C.W. Anderson um, the the feature match this Saturday uh, is is a steel cage match between our champion Ken Dixon and Dirty Money. Which if, if people follow it, they know it's a big deal. If they don't follow it, they can subscribe to PCW twenty four seven and kind of catch up. Shameless plug there. I mean, that, that's, <laughs> been a, that's been a
2: great feud all around the region.
3: Yeah, so they're so they've uh, you know it's going to be in a steel cage and it's the first one on one steel cage match we've ever had. So um, a lot of a lot of. Uh, um, bad blood should be uh, be shed in, in the cage, we'll say. Yeah, with uh, you know with the, with these two guys and everything they've had going on for almost a year now. So well,
0: that's awesome, man! It's going to be an incredible card. And then, as you mentioned, the Philadelphia thing—this is a big deal for you guys headed up that way.
3: It is. Um, I've 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 been braggadocious on the product and, and the uh, and the roster and the, and and I've said it—it's not only the best in the Shenandoah Valley region, but I've I like guess one of the best products anywhere, so um I decided to put my money where my mouth is and, and um we're gonna be in Philadelphia. Uh, our host are chikara um and and the, that group has been awesome to work with uh We'll be at the russell factory uh on November the second so a lot of things will be announced after the events this week sure. This weekend sure um that, that will affect that card, but yes, it's kind of us you know planning our flag on a bigger market.
0: Well, that's awesome, man. We are thrilled for you guys that, uh, that you're getting into Philadelphia. That's incredible. And, um, I, you know, one of the things that's jumped out at me over the last couple of years, Tyler, as is, is we've done more and more with you guys, is that, like, it appears as though there's sort of – a lot of times when you have indies in the same region, there is, like, hyper-competitiveness between those indies. But, like, it seems like you guys have had a pretty good working relationship with MCW here locally. And, like, you know, it's, it's kind of been beneficial for everybody. Is that fair to say?
3: Absolutely, it's fair to say. Um um Dan and, and Dennis and, and that organization, the people that with MCW, I go back twenty plus years with those guys, but they've always been uh helpful with resources and we've been able to share talent and um they're always very generous. I bring in guests to their to their tribute to the legends convention and you know it's very it's beneficial both ways. It's I guess in the independence there's always a sort of a cutthroat uh uh, environment and one organization against the other. But with MCW, it's been nothing but, but you know, mutually beneficial.
0: Yeah, and I think that's been great, obviously, for wrestling fans throughout the region. All right, background on you real quick before we get into picks. Uh, how did you become Tyler Steele, and how did you decide, like, man, wrestling's fun and all, but I think I want to, like, run an entire promotion.
3: <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I mean, I did wrestle for, for about 15 years before I actually started primal conflict, but um just basically you know from, from the wrestling part to the promotional part um in this area of West virginia it was uh how can I put this politically correct? I mean it was the drizzling shits around here <laughs> um it was just bad wrestling and and as a member of the community, you know when when I'd go to my kid's soccer games or something, you know, the guy was like, hey, we just had wrestling at the community center. Is that what you do? And I was like kind of painted with the same brush that, hey, you know, they had these guys in. It was basically Bush League amateurs type stuff, and it was an embarrassing product, and they didn't want to have wrestling back. I said, if you want to have wrestling in there, I said, I'll put something together. So that's how the first primal conflict wrestling event came, where they wanted to have wrestling there to raise money for their parks and Rec programs. But they didn't, you know, they had ended up having one bad product, and then they kind of sat on it. So I told them I would put something together. So it kind of grew from that, from that experience.
0: That's awesome, man. And obviously it's just going from there, and, and the success that you guys are having is incredible. Um, so, again, Saturday is coming up, Revolution Rumble. You can go to primalconflictwrestling.com right now to get your tickets for the event out at the Ranson Civic Center. And we'll talk about it a little bit more before we wrap up here. Uh, Tyler, are you good to make some picks with us?
3: Yeah. Uh, in the interest of full disclosure, I haven't got to the this week's uh, Raw and SmackDown. You didn't miss
2: anything yeah, in you, regard. They, they promoted Super Showdown more than they promoted Hell in a Cell.
0: And in fairness, we did find out about like you know who's going to compete for the SmackDown tag titles. So you'll find out about
2: that here briefly. Uh, but for the most part, you didn't miss anything. You didn't yeah, miss there, anything. There are literally two week. things, and we'll cover them yeah, both. Right. And they're very minor.
0: Um, so this is the way it works. Uh, AJ, of course, because he's not here this week, he has sent us his picks. So we have those. So he'll be making picks as well. Tyler, you'll get to make the first pick for every match. That's the way that it works. Now – Okay. Um, we give, do we give Tyler, we give him, uh, the, 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 benefit. If, if he ends up in a tie, well, he's safe.
2: here's the thing. We always did that when it was just us. When yeah, but I think that for Tyler, because okay.
0: he's, he's a, he's, he's a, he's a newcomer to the picks. All right. We, we, will, Tyler, we will give, If he okay. ends up, if it's a tie between he and whoever. then the loser, he's then, safe. then he's safe. It's just the loser that loses. All right. If all he, right? Uh, but if he's outright. If he's, if he's the outright loser, he loses. Right. Correct. Sounds good. So we do terrible, terrible ideas for dumb bets every time, and don't ask me how this one came about. But um, Tyler, of course, goes by Tyler Steele as a wrestler. And for some reason, I don't know, I was thinking about Steele, and I was reminded of that atrocious movie that they made where Shaquille O'Neal played Steele. And that got me to thinking that the loser of this week's picks we'll have to make a video and share it. Tyler, are you on like are you uh, do you do Facebook, Twitter, anything like that? I don't even know if you're on there.
3: Yeah, yeah, I've got Facebook, okay, and Twitter. Right. I can't say I'm I'm terribly active on the Twitter, but
0: I, I, well, yeah. somewhere. You're going to have to choose where it is if you lose. You will have to share a video of you performing a Shaquille O'Neal rap song of your choice. Now I say of your choice because lord knows I couldn't name a Shaquille O'Neal rap song.
2: Well, there, there's the but Kobe Tell Me How Your Ass Tastes. One. That was a,
0: I don't know if that was a song as much as it was just him sitting up there <laughs> saying it. But you have to pick a song, and you will have to perform it and share the video. And the most embarrassing part will be that you will have now known a Shaquille O'Neal rap song. I think there that's you the go. most embarrassing yeah. part.
3: Because uh, five minutes ago, I was blissfully ignorant to the fact <laughs> that he had not <laughs>
0: recorded any songs. Oh, my God. I think he put out, like, six albums. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not he, kidding about that. He,
2: he tried. Come on, he had a run. He's, he's still DJ Diesel. Oh, God. All right, so that's what the loser's
0: going to have to do. Aaron, let's set it up. Uh, coming up, Hell in a Cell on Sunday night, uh, 7 o'clock on the WWE Network. And if you're still a weirdo pay-per-view, yep. uh, where is San this? Antonio. San
2: Antonio Texas. Which is why it's kind of shocking that they didn't have John Michaels involved when yeah, he's, you know, yeah, actually weird, involved weird, with WWE. But weird, whatever. Whatever. I mean that's kind of the uh, the, the moniker of uh, WWE these days, weird and nonsensical. So we're going to start with a tag match. Actually, since you didn't see this week, you wouldn't know about this, but it makes sense as Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre defend their tag titles against Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose.
3: Oh, okay. Um, I guess that who uh, who are the champions? Dolphin. Dolph, and, Dolph and, Drew? and Drew are the champions yes. right now. Dolph and Drew are the champions. Okay, I'm going to actually go with the challengers
0: on this one. I'm going to go with Seth and Dean. Whoa, going with the shield. Interesting. I like it. Obviously, a lot of us think that we're getting a Dolph-Drew split at some point. Are, are we
2: Are we putting AJ? Where, oh, where you want to insert
0: it? AJ? That's fine. Go or, ahead. I, or, go
2: actually, ahead. No, no. You know what? Okay. That's go fine. ahead.
0: Go ahead. Insert
2: AJ split. In, insert AJ. AJ for this, he predicts Dolph and Drew. And we'll right. just go rotation like normal.
0: I, I think that's the question is, at what point are Dolph and Drew splitting? And my gut is we're still a little bit of ways away from that. Seth is it still has a belt of his own, right? Like, I mean, like, have, have we completely forgotten about that? Well, that WWE has. Yeah, I mean, like, so I'll say for now it continues to be uh, uh, Dolph and Drew, but I think this continues. I don't think this is the end of this.
2: I agree. I think that probably Seth and Dean, someone, some they drop the titles fairly soon. It won't be crazy long for Dolph and Drew, right. but I do think that they go past this one, again, if for no other reason than, the Intercontinental title has to mean something. It was so big two months ago, I and it's you. fallen so far. I hear
0: you. All right. So, uh, Tyler, uh, uh, hopefully that's how you lose, and hopefully you have to sing because of, or rap because of that.
2: I was going to say sing is – Yeah, is, all right. Well,
0: rap is also a little bit of a push. Go ahead. Next one.
2: Uh, next we have one of two Hell in a Cell matches on the Hell in a Cell card as Jeff Hardy faces Randy Orton.
3: Hmm. I think Randy Orton's probably the best wrestler in the world. Wow, okay. For the last five five years or or better. Um, Interesting. I think I'm going to go with Randy Orton. Huh.
2: Um, Okay. Well, can you just – I mean, that's not exactly a a popular opinion.
3: You want to elaborate on that one? Why I think Randy Orton is the best wrestler in the world? I know that all the the internet people, they go crazy over the Kenny Omegas and and, and Okadas and those AJ Styles – I just think Randy Orton is the prototypical wrestler. Um, he makes everything he does look effortless, and um, it, it's it's every little thing that he does well. Um, that just, you know, I my dream match was Randy Orton against Bobby Roode for years when they were on opposite sides of the of the fence, I guess so to speak. And then when they came together, they we had the, like one little match right before WrestleMania, and then it just died. But um, you know, I just think Randy Orton's the absolute best. He's, he's consistent. I don't think he has bad matches with anyone, even though they generally don't put him in high-profile, um, you know, top-of-the-tier matches anymore, but um, he just he just always delivers.
0: Well, for what it's worth... Uh, oh, go ahead. with Insert AJ's. Oh, we do it where we want okay, to... I
2: didn't know. Did we want to rotate Yeah, Just keep going. Always okay.
0: give me his first.
2: Uh, okay. Uh, AJ picked Randy Orton. I am match. also picking Randy and Orton. And I will match. make that a clean sweep. Uh, just... There's just nothing more
0: to to, to get out of the Jeff Hardy thing.
2: If they're going to push Orton as a real strong top heel like I think they are, then he has to win this. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. All right. We have the New Day defending their tag titles against Rusev Day. So Day versus Day here as Rusev and Aiden English beat uh, Uh, The Bar bar on SmackDown.
3: Wow. Hmm. I think that then I will have to go with the new day.
0: Uh, it, what's what's AJ's pick? I assume he picked the new day because that's what he does. Yes,
2: AJ picked the new day, and I believe it's my pick. And, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I will plan on. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to pick the new day. Though, you know, it's it's every time we talk about this, like man, this could be Rusev's time. It's finally his time, and and it just never is. So I, I feel like I'm I I figured that one out. So I'm going with them. But, man, it does feel like they finally at least somewhat figured this out. They've been – I mean, they did the English thing, you know, him going away Mm -hmm. and then reuniting. Like, they've been setting this up for two months now.
0: I I love it, and I think that they should go with Rusev Day. Now, why you have the New Day win the titles to just lose them again so quickly. Obviously, I guess the easy answer could be because Luke Harper uh, or because Eric Rowan got hurt. You know, in fact, I'm actually okay with that. As being the reason why You know what, I'm gonna do it I'm pulling the trigger, damn it I like it, I like it Give me Rusev Day It's it's totally their moment You know what I mean? Like, they've needed it for forever And this is such a smaller way In order to get him a moment Um, It's perfect It's perfect Rusev Day And the new day can always be the new day The new day doesn't need the belts In order to be the new day This is great Give me Rusev Day And then I'm gonna end up rapping So I'm an idiot for doing it But, damn it, it's the moment It's the right time Go yeah. ahead
2: uh, all right, we have the SmackDown women's title on the line as Charlotte Flair defends against Becky Lynch.
3: I'm going to go with Becky Lynch. I feel like if, if Becky doesn't win the uh, title... It
0: might burn the arena down.
3: <laughs> on, yeah, on that night, I don't think I think they've killed any credibility she has for a long time anyway. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Becky.
2: Uh, AJ goes with Charlotte.
3: I'm with you, Tyler. Like, it
0: feels like you have to, but in a way, I don't know. It kind of felt to me like you should have the last time, and you didn't. So I don't know that they care about that. I think in part, I I, I, I keep coming back to the ability that they have to do Becky versus Charlotte as a co-main event at the women's pay-per-view. And I think the question for me is do they want to have it being now Charlotte chasing Becky? And I think they can get Becky more over as a heel as the champion than they Mm -hmm. have been able to do with her challenging. I think it's been impossible to do. I think once she wins the belt and you take away the moment, the moment is now gone. I think you can just have her be a dick and people can remember that they like Charlotte again. I think they'd be better off letting Becky win the belt here and creating that. And trying to have Charlotte be a face, chasing Becky the heel, going into Evolution. Will they do it? Eh, They don't do a lot of things the right way. Um, But I'll say they do. I'll say Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is my pick.
2: I'm fairly convinced at this point that this match is not going to have a clean finish. This is going to be a DQ. This is going to be a count out. This is going to be something – I. Just to extend it. Just to extend it, yeah. So I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what the best way. And I guess the question is, do they want to go full – like, the best way to do it is – you know, Becky gets frustrated midway through the match, grabs a chair, and starts wailing on Charlotte. And so then, then you say Charlotte wins by DQ. Yeah, so that that's kind of where I'm leaning. I, I could see this going so many different ways. That's the way I'm leaning right now. So I'm going to pick Charlotte winning by DQ, winning by you know something. Well, you get it right. You get yeah.
0: all whatever. Any way that Charlotte wins. You get exactly. Right.
2: So so I'm going with that way. That being said, uh, if if I'm booking it, I just put it on Becky. I get well, as you said. I get this whole. We want Becky to have her moment thing out of the right,
0: way. Right, get that out of the way and then allow her to be the heel and Charlotte to be the face moving forward if if you can. You, let's right. try to do that moving forward.
2: Or you just – again, you, you get the crowd off of the we need her to win the right. title thing. Right. Even if you want her to be a face going forward as the champ, you can do – I don't know if they do. Yeah. But going forward, you just – you can't have the situation where everyone is beck- begging Aye. for Becky to get the belt. Aye. All right. Next one. Next match, we have a let's just go to the Raw women's title as Ronda Rousey faces Alexa Bliss.
0: By the way, we are in the middle of our pick segment here on Jobbing Out. Tyler Steele from Primal Conflict Wrestling is our guest picker. Go ahead, Tyler.
3: Um, I'm going to go with Ronda Rousey. Um, I think that, if I remember correctly, she just won the belt at SummerSlam. Yeah. Is that correct? Yes. So, yeah, I think it's too soon to, to do anything else other than have, uh, have her continue on that reign.
2: Uh, is it who's, I don't know whose turn it is. Uh, I th- I think it's me. Uh, yeah, I'm. Well, it's AJ for okay. one. AJ picks uh, Ronda as well, and I'm gonna pick Ronda just because, like, the answer is Ronda. Yes, yes, it's Ronda.
0: The answer is Ronda. It's and it's gonna be Ronda for some time. Yes, I I don't know when it is that I'd be willing to start considering the possibility of them having Ronda drop the belt, but it's it, not it any- would
2: it would either be. Right before the Rumble So she can win the Rumble Or it'll right. be Mania right. Like other yeah. than that There are no other Conceivable situations Agreed Agreed So yeah So Rhonda's winning this one uh, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella Team up against The Miz
3: and Maurice. Well Provided Brie Bella Doesn't try to do any uh, Dives Holy the hell. Outside, Oh my god I, um, I think I'll go with uh, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella
2: um AJ is going the opposite way. He's going with Miz and Maurice. You
0: know, this is awkward, right? Because you had the Miz win the first one. So you kind of feel like you need to get the heat back on Daniel Bryan, but it it's not even like you're fully going to get the heat back on Daniel Bryan because it's not a singles match. But maybe that makes it smarter, right? Like that you it, it leaves you with two things. One, you get the heat back, but yet you still live leave people very much longing. For more Daniel Bryan and the Miz down the road, so for now I will say Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm your same thought process. We know that Miz or they're supposed to Miz and Daniel Bryan facing in Australia next month. Um, it would be weird if Miz wins again going into that. Granted, right. if Maurice pins Brie, then it doesn't really matter. So you can go that way if you really want to. But uh, I I just think there's more to gain from Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. You know, well, Daniel Bryan specifically, actually winning a fairly big match. Correct. Correct. So I'm going that way. Um, We have uh, Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles for the WWE title.
3: I will go with – that's a tough one. But I'll go with AJ Styles.
2: Um. And this is me first. No, it's uh. A- well, AJ
0: picks oh, okay, uh, Samoa
2: Joe. I- I- I'll I think I go first go ahead. here. Whatever. I don't care. Um. Yeah, I'm going back and forth on this one. May- Who did AJ pick? AJ picked Joe. Oh, okay. To win the title, and you know we've been talking about this that you know I- I mean, Joe should win at this one. I'm just, Absolutely. There, there's part of me that wonders if they're going to pull the trigger. I really, I'm, I'm beginning to wonder. As great as he is, and again another moment where, you know, I, I kind of said before that, yeah, Seth Rollins. but I was really kind of thinking that Joe could surplant him as MVP of this year. Well, if he's not MVP, he's like the Devin Hester of this year, where every time he gets on screen, he steals the show, no matter how little time he gets, no matter what he's doing. Joe is just awesome and on another level right now, and I want him to win the title. But I'm just, I'm, more and more, I'm wondering if he's actually going to win. There's something about it that screams, that's not the way this is going. And so I'm going with AJ Styles in this one. I hear what
0: you're saying. Uh, I wonder if for me it's, like, fatigue set in. Like, I've so many times thought it was going to be the moment, and it wasn't. So now, like, at this point, how could I possibly expect this to be the moment? But I'm going to go back to the well. Give me Samoa Joe. Um, Is there something, like, date-wise they're trying to get to with AJ Styles
2: as far as how long he's held the
0: belt that Uh, I don't know about?
2: I don't think so. Not that I know of, at least. Yeah, I mean, I just... I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, everything has been obliterated by Brock. That's I just like. It, I mean, obviously, you could go WWE title, but even that would be you're you're looking at probably through Rumble for anything for that. I guess if if you wanted to be Punk, but the Punk was what 400 yeah. some days, so we're talking build into the. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I really don't think so. All right,
0: uh, just the t- give me give me some Ojo. That's the answer. Give yeah. me some Mojo. All
2: right, and uh, finally. Braun versus Roman Reigns in the Hell in a Cell for a title and for some reason Mick Foley is the guest referee
0: because it's 20 years man that has been 20 years in the Hell in a Cell why wouldn't Mick Foley be the guest referee Tyler that is the news from this week that Mick Foley will be the guest referee for that match mm,
3: okay okay Oh, that kind of might change, change my pick I was thinking they were going to pull the trigger with Braun but Foley and I'm assuming he came back as a Heroes, welcome. Yeah, he to. was yep. definitely a face. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go with Roman Reigns in that case.
2: Uh, what's AJ's pick? Uh, AJ's pick is Roman as well. I look. I
0: don't understand why I think this, but I'm in agreement. I you just gave Roman the belt. The thing with Braun is weird. Like, it's just it's weird where like he is clearly a heel at this point, but like. Nobody really wants him
2: to be a heel. Like, it, it, the whole thing, I'm going to just go with Roman. Yeah, I mean, the only... Everything that was set up was to make Roman look like a strong face champion. Everything they've done. If they put the belt on Braun now, it doesn't make any yeah. sense. Like, there's no reason to turn Braun heel if you're going to give him the belt like this. No, I'm with you. Um, so, it's stupid. It's it's pretty horrendous in my mind because, you know, you had such a hot thing in Braun. But, yeah, I... I don't see how Roman doesn't go over at this point, and I and I'm hoping that Mick is there, so it makes it you know he screws over Braun somehow. Oh, so much better, like because if if it's just Roman beating Braun fairly cleanly, Mick, yeah, then uh, yeah, it would yes, be, yep So I'm hoping that's the case and that's the reason. But yes, I'm I'm going with Roman, and it's the wrong thing to do. I that's where I'm at as well.
0: All right, uh, Tyler, I'm going to have to dip out for a second, but uh, tell everybody one more time about uh, Primal Conflict Wrestling and Revolution Rumble coming up this Saturday night.
3: Yep, Revolution Rumble at the Ransom Civic Center in Ransom, West Virginia. This Saturday night, doors open at 6 for meet and greet. Uh, Action kicks off at 7.30. We've got Moose, The Barbarian, C.W. Anderson, and a big steel cage match with Ken Dixon against Dirty Money. You can get tickets at PrimalConflictWrestling.com.
2: Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Can't wait to hear about it. Hopefully we'll be able to get out there with the hurricane with some of the sports. Not sure if I'll necessarily be able to make it, but definitely if there wasn't anything on my plate, I would be out there. You should be too. So check it out. Primal conflict wrestling. Hey, Tyler, thanks so much for doing picks and uh, hopefully you won't have to wrap any shack uh, next week. Yeah. I don't
3: think the public wants to be, uh,
2: subjected to that kind of torture <laughs> alright we co- guys alright thank you when we come back we'll be talking more Raw more Smackdown figuring out exactly what WWE is doing here on Job and Out
1: Press Box's Project Game Day is back at halftime and postgame for every Baltimore football game. You can react live with us on Press Box's Facebook page. Glenn
2: Clark hosts at halftime and he's joined by the NFL Chick Sarita Hubbard postgame. Project Game Day is brought to you by Glory Day's Grill. Catch all of the action at your neighborhood Glory Day's Grill where they have tons of TVs to catch every moment of every game. Glory Day's Grill. Great food. Good sports. Press Box's Project Game Day. Facebook.com slash Press Box Sports.
0: Back in here, segment number two of jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster. Unfortunately, no main event vent, 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 vent. But such is life, and uh, he will be back with us as soon as he gets his football life figured out. Seriously, we didn't. We, like, we, we can uh, pull back the curtain a little bit more. We had everything. We had everything. Yep. We we're all going to be in studio together this week for the first time and probably the only time like in years. S-
2: I was going to say since at least March. Oh,
0: I can't. I can't remember doing it. in March. I mean, I believe you, but I well, can't. Well, I, I, th-
2: I think we were down in Rockville at that point.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know, that's the way it is. AJ got a phone call. He had to go somewhere, and obviously, we support him, and we just hope it turns out well. Um. I, I was hoping that we'd like get the news while we were recording the show, so we could That'd pass nice. it along. But unfortunately, that's not the case. Um. And and also, we hope that way so we can get back to a regular schedule of like knowing. So we don't have to deal with this every week. We're like, every week he's like, eh, phone call can come at any point. I got to go. It's just the way it is. We had a guest lined up that we'll probably have to push back um, because it was an AJ booking. AJ doesn't book a lot. You know, somebody brought up uh, like two weeks ago we had a show where all three of us booked a guest. Yeah. Like that's definitely never happened before. Definitely not. We've never had three guests on one show, and it's part of the reason. The week that we had Frank the Clown, Jacob Casper, and um, uh, Timmy Baltimore. Correct. We all three – Because I pointed out that you had booked the Duke guy. Right. AJ booked Frank because they have been hanging out together, and I booked Timmy Baltimore. And this had never occurred before, that all three of us had each booked a guest for a show. So um, that was fun. That was fun. Speaking of guests, um, C.W. Anderson, you just heard uh, Tyler Steele talking about him in the first segment. The Barbarian, a former ECW uh, performer, will be joining us in segment number three.
2: No, C.W. Anderson is joining. Right, up.
0: I said a former ECW performer, C.W. Anderson. You
2: said the Barbarian. What did I say? Did you said really? you said the Barbarian. Unless I, I'm just completely no, misheard you. you might, I
0: might have. I don't know. I, my words might have run together there. Damn it! That'll probably watch. <laughs> no,
2: son of a bitch. All
0: right. Well, we'll talk to C.W. Anderson anyway. <laughs> uh, a former ECW. I was right about that part. You were. A former you were ECW star. We'll talk to C.W. Anderson a little bit later on. In the show, I guess because he said he said the barbary. Well, I mean
2: that's cool. Yeah, I hadn't heard yeah, from yeah. him in a
0: while. No, I, d- I did not know he was still alive, frankly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, we'll talk to CW Anderson a little bit later on in this program. Now, oh, and we're also going to talk about your trip out to Seattle. That's so everybody right. that that's the, right. that you bumped, bumped into, you went Lot, out to defy. Absolutely, gonna, we'll talk about so much that. fun. We'll definitely later talk about on as more. Well. Now, as far as what else mattered from this week, I guess this would be the part of the show where AJ would ask, guys, what was the best match on Raw? And I would say, Lord, I don't know because I don't remember there being a good match on Raw. But that's not true. I actually thought the tag match was pretty good, um, despite the fact that we all knew what was happening, that that was just their way of burning off the B team having a a rematch clause, so they had to get that burned through. But as far as a match was concerned, I thought that was a very good match. Um, And as much people make fun of the B team, like, Dude, the B team has been pretty damn credible. Like, I don't know why it is that we're so afraid of the B team. I get it that, like,
2: I mean they're not they're not ring technicians, but they don't need to be. They're entertaining workers.
0: But what they are. I don't think that they're bad. No, they're I don't dead. think. Right. I think they're at least just fine. If not, I think their matches have actually been very solid. Yes. Um. So I I I get that like. Whatever I, I'm, I don't think they should beat Dolphin Drew because that's Dolphin Drew that we're talking about. But I, I think it was just so quick to make fun of the B-team or anybody that does anything comedy-related and forget the fact that like these guys can also wrestle. Right. They're also capable of it. Right, but they're a comedy team. and That's fine. I'm not arguing right. that. They can still wrestle and they can still be credible and they can still be involved. And there's nothing Correct. wrong with having comedic performers who also do actual things – in the the notion that you have like to be our one, truth, yeah. Th- well, uh, that's a good point. The notion, uh, the problem is, a lot of people have painted him into the corner of he's only allowed to be a, a comedy act.
2: Well, it's, that's because for the most part, WWE has, and done that's it. fine, right? But
0: it, the notion that you have to be one or the other is bullshit. The me, Man, oh like, sure,
2: you can actually be Look, funny. The and, New Day is a comedy act that can wrestle in a way. That's a great point. They, but they they haven't completely let them go into that right. box yet. Right. While with the B Team, you know, completely right. goofy with the theme and everything. Uh, anyway, um, That's probably would be my vote as well. Though Elias was, was good, de- was solid as well. But I, I have no problem with uh, that. Would be the second straight week for those four, right? B team. Uh, I guess jersey. that's true. Yeah. yeah. All
0: right. Done. Done. That's done and done. Uh, AJ update the standings. He'll never find this out because he'll never listen to the show. Of course not. Um, so there's that. Now. I guess let's touch on whatever other topics. I want to save Mick and, and Shawn Michaels and all that stuff for a second. So touch on whatever whatever topics from the two shows that you want to touch on. I Like, is it – we played Maurice's theme coming back in. Was that kind of bogus?
2: <sighs> it, I mean, it was a cla- – you know what it was? It was a classic Attitude Era, Era go-home match segment. Like, that's what it was. Um. I guess, yeah. Like that was that was the moment they wanted to go home with. I have no problem Are you saying it was bullshit to put that in the main event? It did not. It, for a non-finish. Like but that's what it sh- kind of should have been going into the pay-per-view. Like it should have been a non-finish. You don't think
0: they should have built one of them? No,
2: I don't I don't think so. I don't think you need I, to. I don't think that I don't think it's better to do that. I I think WWE's fallen into that hole too much where they do a result, and they're like, "Okay, we're going to do that to build one, so the other can win." And just don't I, have I, them no, have an encounter. If
0: it was a singles match, I'd agree with you. But the fact that it's going to be a tag match at right. the pay per view, I think that you can. First of all, there is something to be said for when was the last time Maurice won a match?
2: Uh, a singles match. It had been two thousand ten or whatever. Right. Like, yeah. couldn't
0: you have gotten some value out of building Maurice that doesn't hurt anybody in that right. process? Um, and on the flip side, it's also been a pretty long time since Brie Bella's won a match. Correct. And I think when you're trying to put these two over as credible performers in a major match on your pay per view, it might not have helped to show a little bit more credibility for them, and or at least give them more time to work the two of them. Before you decided to go that route Like if ultimately you don't end up having a finish But the two of them went at it for a while And looked credible And looked like they were having a good match Wouldn't that have helped in selling those two Right now it just sort of feels like These two are along for the ride And I think that's unfair
2: I, I think it's unfair But the question is, are they any more than along for the ride? Like, But they
0: shouldn't be. Then you shouldn't be doing it this well, way.
2: Well, and that's the question. Should should you be doing it if that's the case? But right now, like, I, I think there's the, vi- you know, so it would be a valid question. Could they have done a 10-minute match, like, fairly normal? Why not? I Because I, Maurice hasn't wrestled in how long?
0: I mean, I understand, but you think she hasn't been working out? You think she hasn't been busting her ass to try to do that? Like, I— if, if I, th- she, I think she probably could, but I, I think it's I get, a fair question to ask. Fine, always. but my argument would be if she can't, then she shouldn't be in a major match on your pay-per-view. Well, that I agree with. If she can't put together a 10-minute match on SmackDown, then she shouldn't be in a major elevated spot on your pay-per-view then you're just doing it for the sake of doing it, and that's a mistake. I'm never in favor of just doing it for the sake of doing it. And this is when somebody who really pays attention goes back and finds a clip of me saying, well, just do it for the sake of doing it. Right, exactly. Um, But overall, I'm not in favor of those types of things. Um, So I I would say that. That to me, was it it did jump out as like, you had a real opportunity here with two performers that have been extreme part-timers of late that are now being thrust into a big time, the biggest feud that you've had on that company or in that brand side for years this has been your biggest
2: feud i i in wwe you could make the case you
0: could make the argument sure yeah you could absolutely make that argument and you're thrusting them into it it would have been nice for them to show some chops i would have as you're thrusting them into it
2: i i I don't know if i would have done that Matt. i would have had maurice go over somebody like if if you wanted to have her go over maybe go over someone else you throw in i i guess the problem is you don't want to make anyone necessarily look uncredible you know uh, less than credible But like Yeah I, I would have had Maurice win a match before Okay yeah, I, man, Having Maurice
0: win I think would have been A good thing But I would just say That at least If those two work right. At least if those two Go at it For a little bit longer Than what you gave them um, And I know that you tweeted About the fact that Once you know you came back From break You're like Wow You're going to give them That much time Well no Obviously
2: they they didn't Because the, right, both ex- entrances Were long Yeah Right, right. Um, But
0: I think that would have been the better way to go about doing it, is to give them some real time to work and to show, hey, these two are serving a purpose beyond just not turning around and doing Daniel Bryan and Miz again in a month. They're actually serving a purpose. They really don't like each other. They really have a feud with each other. This goes beyond just, hey, we needed to do something that wasn't Daniel Bryan and Miz Two right um, and it just Feels more and more like that's what this is Is just th- how can we come up a way to do Daniel Bryan the Miz too, but not make It Daniel Bryan the Miz too?
2: and I think it feels That way because that's the case I mean
0: I don't I'm not in favor of that that's just my I, I would be in favor of them doing a real match um, What else from TV this week that we need to react to
2: um, I mean not a ton I feel like we need to react to uh, Obviously you know AJ took some shots at you again for the Nikki Bella thing
0: I, AJ, I still don't under think, understand that AJ knows what I'm saying. Like, AJ's doing that in the, the context of, so you didn't see, AJ tweeted it um, about, and I wish I should pull up the treat, tweet, but God, I don't want to. <laughs> and plus, it's going to take me, like, AJ tweets so many times during the day that in order to find that tweet, this is from two days ago, it will, right. I have to go through 500 tweets. Essentially, AJ's tweet um, it started with, Oh God! What day was this? Was was it
2: yesterday that he did this? It was Monday, I think.
0: No, it couldn't have been because it had to be after Monday night.
2: I thought, oh, did he watch it after Monday night? Okay, you're you're probably right. He wasn't yeah. watching it live.
0: I think it I think it had to be yesterday morning because I remember right. I was like so flabbergasted by what he said that I responded during my own show, <laughs> and then I wasn't maybe paying full attention to my own show, and then I was like, oh right, I still have a job to do. I'm a dick. yeah, you know. Um, I I'll I'll pull up the exact wording of the tweet. Essentially, the problem is. When I say I don't want Nikki Bella to be in the main event of Evolution, it's not because I don't want Nikki Bella to be in the main event of Evolution. Right. Or that I don't think she's credible to be in the main event of Evolution. That's not what I'm saying. And I made that very clear a week ago, the first time AJ got confused about that. Um, My issue is that I think if you're going to do a first-ever women's tag team title match, and we still don't know for
2: sure that they're going to do that,
0: but... The, everything they Here we done. go
2: Just watched the Nikki Bella Ruby Riot match from Raw Last night Nikki is so incredibly over And Glenn Clark can now Shut up about her Being in the main event Of Evolution
0: What he's struggling with Is he's thinking That I have a problem With her being in the main event Right I don't I don't Nikki Bella Is extremely credible As a main eventer To face Ronda Rousey In the main event Of the first ever Women's pay-per-view yes. She's an unbelievably credible Thumbs up all around
2: The funny thing Oh go ahead Just before The problem
0: I... is I
2: actually think it's
0: better. Yes, I get it. You can be in the main event of the first ever women's pay-per-view, right? Like right. that's that's a that's a huge thing. Or you could be in the first ever women's tag title match ever, anywhere ever. Right. Not the first, you know, to specifically event the first one that's ever been done. Correct. And considering that when you think of women's tag team wrestling, not to say there weren't other and as we brought up Lay Cool was a women's tag team. There have been other women's tag Correct. teams. But there have been none that have had the staying power and the significance of the Bella Twins. And I get it. AJ said, just because they're sisters.
3: Yes!
0: (laughs)
2: Correct! It meant WWE couldn't sour on them. I don't know if you remember this. They also tried to portray
0: a lot of male tag teams as being brothers over the years. Only a few of them were. Some of them actually were unrelated at all. like Edge and Christian. Correct. Edge and Christian were not actually brothers. Although they tried to tell you that they were brothers. In character, in kayfabe, they were brothers. Um, some actually have been brothers over the years that have competed together, or other family members, cousins, whatever Correct. it is, right? Um, but yes, absolutely. The reason why Nikki and Brie have worked as a tag team is because they're sisters. But it doesn't change the fact that it's worked. <laughs> like the just be- oh yeah, well that's just because they were great, right? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, but you're only saying that because they were amazing. I know. He keeps saying that as if it somehow disqualifies them. Well, they're not really a tag team. They're just sisters. It can be both. (laughs) They're both sisters and they're a tag team. And they've wrestled as a tag team over and over and over again. And in the modern history of tag teams on the women's side, there is no one that stands out more than the Bella Twins. There's no one that's even comparable to the Bella Twins. There's no one there's not even like a 1A and a 1B. It's funny that we bring up Lay Cool as potentially being right. one as number 2 on the list because there's so few options. Correct. There's just not women's tag teams in part because there've been no women's tag team belts. So you're doing your first ever, the first ever women's tag team championship. And to me, when you've got at your disposal the most significant women's tag team ever, That you could put into that match. I think they should be in that match. And it means nothing about whether or not Nikki Bella is credible. I think she's unbelievably credible. I think she's a great fit to be in the main event of the first ever women's pay-per-view. I just think the other thing is better. I think it makes more sense. I think there's more continuity. In a way, I think it's a bigger deal. Nikki Bella can face Ronda Rousey whenever. Right. She ain't gonna win. So, like...
2: What what are we doing here? See to me, and I, I'm I'm going to leave myself open here. I I think that there is a reason to, at least in my mind, not necessarily a reason to complain about Ronda, Nikki. But if I had it my way, if I was booking it, the two title matches would involve. Current superstars to kind of highlight, you know, this is where we are at right now. Like every other match can well, be. I the, told I,
0: like I, like part of my qualification for Nikki being in the main event is that she's got to be around for a while.
2: Like this, it, which I just don't believe is. I don't.
0: Happen. I don't understand that either. I don't know why she wouldn't be around. Like,
2: do you think she's gonna be? She's gonna be in a match with TLC. Do you think so?
0: I don't know if she'll be in a match at every pay per view, but also. Well, but that's a, the thing. I a, want a lot of the women aren't in matches at every pay per view. That's
2: true, but I, I mean, like, constantly. What around. I'm
0: saying is, I think that she will be around through WrestleMania.
2: See, I just, I, I. Don't, and now,
0: if she's not, if she's not going to be, if this yeah. is just her coming back just to be in this, this, then no, no, I'm cold, totally opposed to that.
2: Yes, and, and that's that's where I'm at with this. Is, that's my belief right now. I don't get the
0: sense of her only being around for that.
2: I, I mean, I think that she will be. My, my guess is that she's like, I get that she's sort of a pseudo celebrity, but I think yeah, that I, I, she's, I think she kind of disappears again until they start building towards the rumble. Mm, I mean maybe maybe like I I don't think she's around for hell and set, so, or to, for
0: um Well, perhaps not just cuz they don't have a purpose for her, but right. I don't think that she's gone. I don't I guess what I would say is I think we're going to see more of Nikki Bella in in the next
2: And I'm a little I'm a little months. more okay with it, but I would have rather her had been Around, around before that to get this match. Well, I
0: mean, you know, it's not like she's not been around for a couple. At that point, it'll be what two, three months that she's been.
2: Yeah, I mean, she showed up for the first time at SummerSlam, right? Yes, it was
0: SummerSlam was the first time. So, so I mean, that's months? still two months, but yeah. yes, you know. Look I, again, I will. I will absolutely say I'm opposed to it if she's leaving immediately after Evolution. Okay. I'm utterly opposed to okay. that. Okay,
2: so I, I just want to see if we're on the same. No,
0: we're like completely that. on. The, if you are nothing but a part timer that's coming in to do this, I'm opposed to that. But. If she's going to be around, even in a part-time capacity, if she's going to be around, if her
2: presence is there,
0: right, okay, and if she's got, if they've got plans for her that go to the Rumble, and I think that they do, because I think she's more famous because of those shows, and I don't think they're at a place yet where they want to like. It's one thing for her to do Total Bellas and sort of not that be re- unrelated to the WWE. A Total Divas, it seems like you got to be. You've got to be involved. Has that premiered? Yet? Is it that... premieres soon, which yeah. is also all time-wise right. lines up that she could just be back well, to help get and, that. And that's right. why well, I understand yeah. that. Um, but they're going to do another season, of course. And I, it sort of seems to line up that that show works because you're around in some general capacity. You're around WWE, right? And because she's not, you know, with John Cena anymore, you can't even do it as she's the 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 wife of a wrestler. You know, like. You're in kind of a bind there with Nikki Bella. I think she needs to be around wrestling in some way in order to make that show work. So, again, I I say all the same things. I I want her to be in the tag match because I think that the Bella Twins should be competing for the first ever women's tag team championship in WWE history. I think that's insane that you would do that and not have the Bella Twins in that match because they're the Bella Twins. They're the only women's tag team. That's it. Now, I get it. You've established other partnerships right. in, in the last year, perhaps, with the idea of this coming. But in, in the, the, the not-so-distant-to-distant distant WWE history, you haven't had many. You've yeah. had this one. They should be in that match. That's my argument. Yep. And it has nothing to do with Nikki Bella and and her – she's totally credible. Right. Totally credible to face Ronda Rousey. Correct. And that's what I think AJ is getting hung up on. Is like I I can say that I think this is better while still respecting Nikki Bella and still thinking that she could put on a great match.
2: You think it could elevate the tag? I think think it's better for the – I think
0: anybody could be in the match with Ronda Rousey. I think there's five options of people – because none of them are winning,
2: right? And here's here's the thing. If this is about like selling tickets, I'd rather have that star power on another match because – Nikki versus Ronda is I, – I, I, I think it's a big match, but I don't think it's a match that Because
0: nobody sells. thinks she can win. Like, this is the problem. Like yes. This is the issue that you have. If I thought that there was any chance of Nikki Bella winning that match, I might feel differently about it. But I, I feel no different than Nikki Bella-Ronda because I feel like she's just a placeholder. She's just the person that's getting that spot. And that's probably the reason why they're doing it is because she's famous or famous-ish – and so she's getting that spot. But to me, that's no real difference than it being Ronda Rousey-Nia Jax. It's correct. just the Ronda Rousey matches the main Ronda
2: is selling the match.
0: Right, correct. Yeah. So for me, bring the Bella Twins over to fight for the first ever. Because that's that sells. The Bella Twins versus Sasha and Bailey. that's money to me. That, that's a that, money match. That's your match. third
2: co-main event. Right. If we're assuming whereas, that Charlotte Beck sure. is the other one.
0: Yeah. Whereas Sasha and Bailey versus the Riot Squad... That's not a money match to me. Sasha and Bailey versus Asuka and Nay and Naomi.
2: Interesting, yeah, but not
0: but money. Not, yes. Right. Like
2: it's it's sort of You're not kinda, putting that on the poster.
0: I think Naomi versus Asuka is a better match. Right? Like I don't know how much time you have in order to make that happen. I mean you got but, six
2: weeks or whatever. Right, but.
0: I think that alone, that smells like, oh, that's fresh. That's different. That's something we haven't seen yet. Oh,
2: look, it's Asuka. Thank God we're getting Asuka back on our screen.
0: Right. Right, correct. So i been more in favor of that, but that's my issue. And AJ's not here to defend himself, so right. I, I basically just pummeled him for him. You know, like you're just an idiot. You know what I mean? <laughs> and this is what happens when you go try to you know get jobs is uh, you don't get to defend yourself. You get to get beat up on your own show. That's the way that that works.
2: Speaking of tag teams, I mean, outside of obviously we have the mixed match challenge coming up, so that's part of the reason but they seem to be featured a lot more. Not necessarily. Make, I mean, we're seeing more mixed match. Mm-hmm. uh, tag matches, but also just the pairings. Like, I wonder if there's something, because obviously not all of these teams are of all the same. Of course they should do challenge.
0: a mixed match, or a mixed tag belt. Of course they should.
2: Like, like I, I wonder if they're, you know, it does seem like, you know, every week we're getting a mi- but one or I, two. I guess
0: my point would be, why wouldn't you have done that at the end of Season 1 of the Mixed Match Challenge? Well,
2: I don't even know if it's a belt as much as just, we want this to be a constant presence on our screen.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think they do, but I think they should do it for a purpose.
2: Look, I... I
0: I hate the idea of there being so many belts in WWE. That I you was going to say you're, you run you run into the risk of everybody's got a belt, right? Yes. But the truth is that WWE does not do a lot of great work when when like without I'm, a belt. Yeah, that's the reality. Yep. The reality is, unfortunately, they've seen the need belts to make things feel like they matter, and even sometimes when they have belts, they can't make something feel like well, it matters.
2: The Intercontinental title is gone. <laughs> so,
0: I, I if you are going to do it. Why not introduce an intergender belt? Why not? It 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 gives – the mid-card is so good right now. The lineup of performers that you have on your mid-card, Bobby Roode is in the mid-card. Bobby Roode is awesome, right? Like think about all of the mid-carders that you have, all of the guys that are either in the U.S. championship picture or the intercontinental picture or that you're sort of forcing back into tag division, which is so
2: – you know. Chad Gable is – awesome when he's getting his chance to shine. Part of
0: the problem that you have right now is you're forcing main eventers into the tag picture because they're so good that you need to have them involved. And what it's led to is great tag teams getting pushed off the face of the earth, which is bullshit. Like The fact that we can't get the great – the revival we can't get anywhere with. We have to break up American effing alpha. Great tag teams are being broken up because we have to force superstars into tag teams – in order to get them involved in the show. The the bar can't break up because we don't really have anything for them to do. So create another belt. Create an intergender belt. Yeah. Give some something for these people to do instead of just sort of being mired in the middle of a card with no real point or purpose. Get, give them something. Give... What, Elias has like is amazing, but what's he really been doing?
2: He's been coming out and be. He's been doing, fodder. Yeah, yeah he's he set up other segments. Correct.
0: That's yeah. what he's been. And look, he's done a great job of it. I love Elias, and I'm not yeah. knocking. Eli- and, and
2: honestly, it's better than him getting fed to everybody.
0: Agree so. wholeheartedly. But still, like, what? That's what he's doing. Baron yeah. Corbin's made the general manager because you needed something for him to do. Right. It's the best he's ever been because you didn't have anything for him before then. Correct. And maybe if you had something for him. He would have looked great. So, yeah, introduce another belt. Introduce another division for there to be purpose. Like, that's a good thing for professional wrestling is purpose and, and drive and not just sort of guys that are hanging out. So, yeah, if you're going to do this much inter-gener, intergener tag team stuff anyway, why the F not? I mean, I, I, look, I think Andrade Siena Almas is amazing, but what do you see him doing in the next? What do they have room for him to do?
2: Uh, I mean, God, if uh, we hadn't picked Randy Orton, uh, no, no, wait, he. But Nakamura has the title. Yeah, you're right. There's now, like, he should have the U.S. title. He should. Sure, but he's, he's the he is. Right now okay, but then What's Shin-
0: Shinsuke Nakamura doing
2: well, What's he doing right now anyway I mean I <laughs> hear you right You know what I mean Like this is the Like the, the sad thing is Based on how they've been used lately I think I've ra- I'd rather have almost as US champion the, But then again He might be US champion And then disappear like Shinsuke So who the fuck knows This is
0: the problem Create another division Go ahead Do it Create another division With purpose With a belt In order to have Less of a log jam Give these people Something to do Instead of just standing around um so yeah I think that's yeah. that's something they should be looking into doing right now um, all right um one
2: more thing before well two more things really, okay. before we get to those the the two things you had mentioned at the top uh did Kevin Owens give you enough of a reason to come back?
0: not really, yeah, but um
2: it depends where the, I'll, I'll caveat this with. If they go somewhere with it that he can actually yeah, do whatever he right, wants, right. then yes, yeah, I don't believe you know, they will actually explore that though, because you could go a lot of interesting directions. with That's
0: that. that's fair. Um, Here is what I would say: I, I, it's better than nothing, right? Like, and it's better than it's better than what I was afraid they were going to do. Like, at least they get. But to not have Baron Corbin address it. That's a little bit weird. You know what I mean? Like, but
2: they—I mean, I guess Owens addressed it for him. But that,
0: I think that Baron Corbin at some point has to then say, "Yeah, I did this because I, you know." Well,
2: and that's what I'm saying. It's like you—you you have to have him do something that yeah. would normally get him suspended, yeah. and and it has to like definitively suspended. Right. And right. he gets. Remember, I remember tested this coming out of the invasion. He won the like immunity battle royal, so for a year he couldn't get fired. And they actually did a little bit with it. They didn't do a lot because it was right. a test, and they didn't, you know. But, like, there was something that he couldn't get fired, so he started doing reprehensible things and saying, I can't get fired. What are you going to do about it? You got to really, you know, look into that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If it's just, okay, I'm going to randomly attack some people, that's not enough. That's what every other wrestler does. Exactly. You're not, you won't get fired for that, anyways. Correct. As
0: now, as it turns out, you can just go get the cops to be on your side. So there is no penalty yeah. for anything. And, and
2: Napoleonico doesn't mean what. <laughs> I, I, no, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know about any of that. Anyway. Um, um, the the one other thing before we get to the, right. Nicole, the other. Uh, Renee Young, full-time announcer. Oh,
0: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. I, I can't believe – every time I think that, like, there's no way people are that stupid, I'm reminded they are. As on Monday night, both we had Renee Young uh, doing wrestling, and then we had uh, Beth Moens, who was calling the Monday night football game. And was great. Yes. Like, was tremendous. And she is tremendous. If you ever heard her do college football...
2: She's, she's the most, one of the and, most knowledgeable play-by-play which people is, you have. Which
0: is not, oh, I feel the need to say something good about a woman because Pam Ward, who we should love because she's a Marilyn Terrapin, was not a very good college football broadcaster. Right. She regularly made mistakes. She... It's unrelated to her being a woman. She just did not seem to be as prepared as she needed to be. Or she – The play-by-play is really difficult, especially when you're calling games. Like Pam Ward was always getting like Ohio State 12 o'clock right. assignments. Do you know where you're positioned at Ohio State? In mm-hmm. order, like you are nowhere near the field. And I know as a play-by-play person, I cannot call games through binoculars. Right. And so now you got to call the game off the screen in front of you, and that's just as difficult to do. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Holiday I love. They positioned him so far away from the field at the University of Maryland that he makes mistakes all the time Constantly. because it's brutally difficult to do. Brutally difficult to, to identify without having six spotters to help you out exactly what's going on on the field. Beth Moen did a great goddamn job of calling yep. that first game on Monday night. She was awesome. Yep. And yet, here it was on Twitter. Oh, her voice sucks and it's great, blah, 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 blah. And you realize, right. I, I can't it's not that I can't believe it because I know that it's true but it's just so sad that people are that dumb and the same people that I saw on Monday night that are like oh wow Renee Young's on great you know like yeah. Renee Young's doing exact what the she's Jonathan Coachman wasn't what? a wrestler he was he was really bad he was not offering
2: anything no to 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 bring your comparison back to wrestling, lead up the Mae Young Classic, I don't think was particularly good. Yeah, I,
0: I mean, I had to spend some more time, you know. But like, but right. Renee Young was good. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. I mean,
0: look, I I can't believe it.
1: I, I say I can't believe. It. Of course I can uh, you, believe. Of course, it. Of course, you, course I you can, can believe,
0: believe it. it. Come on. I just don't. I wish I didn't have to. I wish I didn't have to believe that there's such rampant stupidity. She's fine, and in fact, I think she does a do, does a better job of pushing the characters along. Yes. Yes. Than than Coach was doing. I think that she is more invested with with animated responses to play off of Corey graves better whereas
2: i'm a little concerned that they're going to go too far with that maybe where 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 the graves renee thing goes back and forth that maybe you know you shouldn't have them both on because they're both very opinionated right um but as far as what her job was yes awesome Mm -hmm. one of the better people who are on any sort of color as far as wrestling goes these days
0: I mean, Percy Watson doesn't really offer anything on NXT. Right. You know what I mean? Like, let's—he's fine. Now he's gotten better. He has de- like he's way better than when when they first made Correct. that that booth. Um, and it helps to have Morrow there. You know. Um, but I I, I can't I, I can't imagine anyone having a problem with Renee Young. Like, I just come on, man. She's like, great. She like, is and, and, great. And in a limited role, she's not being asked to do that much. Right. Like it'd be one thing if she was calling the matches and you didn't think that she was identifying – by the way, that's basically Michael Cole. Um, <laughs> but if you didn't think she was identifying the moves because she lacked knowledge in professional wrestling, which, again, Michael Cole doesn't really know that stuff either. And part of it is that we've been spoiled by how good Moro is. Well, and, and the other thing
2: is, is, Vince, is you know, Vince doesn't want that. Correct. Vince doesn't want him call, calling correct. the moves. He wants correct. him pushing
0: yeah. the storyline. Correct. Exactly right. She's yes. perfect in that role. So you guys are stupid.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm just. Right. I'm, I am curious though. What coach is going to do? I, I'm fascinated by that.
0: We. What we, well, I mean? What do you mean?
2: I, he's still around the company.
0: Well, they they said they're going to have him do host the uh, pay per view. Is that?
2: Uh, but okay, I was just wondering if that was panels. it or if they were. Yeah, going like they're to they're basically going to yeah, essentially
0: okay. flip flop roles,
2: right? Like, well, but she was also doing backstage. You know. Yeah, the, I don't yeah. think.
0: I I think the part of the problem is they saw that he that being around every week was difficult. He's still doing the stuff for the golf right. channel, but now they. I gonna, would I
2: would consider him putting in that backstage interview role though. <sighs>
0: I think that's beneath him. I got to be honest with you, but I but I don't think it has him. to
2: be. Like it wasn't beneath it for Mean Gene to be back there. Well, but, you know,
0: but that was sort of who Mean Gene was. But I, I'm
2: saying Coach can be that. I,
0: I, but I think that requires you to be able to be around the company at all times and to be very involved with storylines and things along those lines. I think that. Showing up for pay per views and when something matters, him being involved, and I think maybe giving him a show on the network, that type of thing. I think that's more up his alley. Probably is is something a little bit more special. Maybe
2: you finally do that Sports Center show on the net type show on the network and have him host it.
0: I'm not opposed to that. I think that's a great idea. Yep. All right. um, The Mick Foley thing. Let's just knock this out. I have no beef with it. I have none. I think it's fact fine. why they felt it was necessary, I don't know. It, again, could it be that they needed to figure out a way? How do we make Braun Strowman lose, but not lose his heat? Right. Well, here's a way that we can go about doing it: that you know he can attack Mick, and then Mick can defend himself with the mandible claw. Um, there's been some reports from uh, Dave Meltzer this week
2: that Mick is not allowed to do anything. I was going to say I, Mick can't bump. Right. So it, um, it would have to be like he just intimidates him. Like he can't obviously destroy Mick. No, but I mean, like,
0: could he shove him up against the? You know, uh, or is there something that he could do to Mick physically? May- that would, yeah, maybe
2: like pick him up and press him against the that, kid, would, so. that would that
0: yeah. would elicit Mick within the the nation, the nature of being a face correct being able to defend himself right without it stepping too far out of line right, right? right. like without it being an egregious situation and the you know again Mr Sacco or the mandible claw or whatever would be the type of thing that he could do correct? without, you Taking know, a bump. exactly All right. right. Yeah. And for whatever reason, we've sold that as being something that's actually got value and, and actually hurts somebody mm-hmm. and could help Roman Reigns win.
2: Here, here's the annoying thing to me is that this was so easy to set up the situation. You, you've had them brawling. Have them take out some refs. Have it be where the refs won't go into the cell with them because they're too out of control and then you need McFoley yeah, to step not, in. Like,
0: not, yeah, that's not a bad idea.
2: That that that's just that's the thing that bugs me is that there's in storyline, in anything, there's no reason right, for this to not, happen. You're not
0: you're not you're not wrong. That would have been a good And Especially
2: way to- when with this is a money in the bank cash in, like hypothetically, shouldn't Bromfield say, no, 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 I cashed in for a Hell in a Cell match with a referee, not for Mick Foley to get in there? Not that he would, because that's his character, but again, just another little aspect that's weird, but it kind of goes into the, what we've been talking about Raw, all of this is kind of fun, it's weird, it doesn't really make sense, it's kind of fun. But, yeah. I, like, hear I hear you. I I would have liked some. Especially no, when get, it's so right. easy. I get it.
0: I get it. Uh, yeah, that would have that been a – I would have liked that. Uh, it doesn't bother me that they didn't do it, but I would have. Uh, you're not wrong that it would have been a better way of doing it. Um, the argument – and you brought it up briefly last week. The argument that will be made that you can do this Shawn Michaels thing and still have it be respectful because he's not a singles performer – Shawn Michaels isn't coming out of retirement. DX is wrestling. Does not fly with me.
2: I agree with I you. I am but. I am
0: wholly, wholly
2: opposed. Especially if it's at in Saudi Arabia. I don't care where I Oh, I I I don't think he should come back for anything less than Mania.
0: I don't think he should come back in Mania. I don't think he should come back anywhere. I don't think that Shawn Michaels should be wrestling, first of all. Well, yes. Second of all, um, The argument that if Shawn Michaels should be wrestling would be made that he should be doing it to try to put somebody over. Agreed. I don't think that he should be coming back to do this. If you're doing anything, and I don't think you should be, it should have been that he should have come back at some point to try to put Daniel Bryan over. Yes. Right?
2: You you have the mentor-student match. Something like that.
0: The notion of just having him come back for the sake of doing this – Because Saudi Arabia is giving you a boatload of money. Look, at the end of the day, that's the way it is. Saudi Arabia is giving you a boatload of money. If they request in Shawn Michaels and you want to make a boatload of money, then you do it. And that sucks, and I hate that it's that way, but that's the nature of how it is. I just get to say – I get to voice my opposition to it. I'm opposed on every level. I'm opposed to Shawn Michaels wrestling. I'm opposed to Undertaker wrestling. I'm opposed to Triple H wrestling. I don't want to see any of it. I'm not interested in this. I'm not – I am not – again – Thank God the Undertaker came out last week because Shawn Michaels was putting together the single worst segment in the history right. of professional wrestling until he did. Right. But it did not make me any more interested in the match. None of the the back and forth of Triple H this week made me any more. I, I not even think Triple H is doing a great
2: job. I was so going to say the, un, the the Triple H promo was, was actually it, it didn't make me want to see. But if anything was going to make me make me want to see Triple H and Undertaker, like that promo did a pretty good job. I, of I, it's two different things. Triple H delivered an unbelievable
0: promo this yes. week. But it should have been a promo that he was delivering to help sell two guys, not himself and The Undertaker. Right. That's the type of promo that you need to have Triple H delivering in 2018 to help Baron Corbin or to help whoever you know you pick who your performer is to help put that person they should be delivering that on behalf of the miz on whatever it is
2: it's also a weird bit that he's doing that on the go home show of a pay-per-view and that's what we're talking about you know we're not talking about that pay-per-view like i i just i found that weird and i understand their situation right but that was weird
0: it is you're not wrong about that it is weird um it it sucks it just sort of sucks um I, I it's, it's great work being done for a terrible reason, for something that you cannot possibly make me interested in, and I am I'm wholly opposed to. I am opposed to on every, 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 every level. I hate it. I hate the notion of Shawn Michaels coming out of retirement. I hate the notion of having Shawn Michaels wrestle. I hate all of these things. And I certainly hate that if you're going to do it. Again, if you just break down and say, look. Sorry, this is the way it works. Uh we got ten million dollars from this country if we could get Shawn Michaels to wrestle. So we're gonna do it. Okay, fine. Then use it to benefit your company moving forward. Get something out of it that helps you moving forward. There is nothing helpful about a single one off match. I who'd would, it would be Undertaker and who?
2: Probably Kane. You do the experts brothers of destruction. Probably. I mean, I
0: I get that, but like Kane does kind of have a job at the moment. I'm not really sure.
2: Yeah, he probably could. Fly. Yeah, I mean, you're the one who's saying he could fly out to uh, did, I, I, did I understand. Raw. I think Raw is
0: a little bit different than flying to Saudi Arabia and helping to sell a, a match for a few weeks. Right. Like, as I said, I had no problem with him showing up at Raw every now and then, but to be involved in what they're clear. If you think they've been pushing this, they're <laughs> sure as hell going to be pushing that. Right. Like, is, is the mayor going to. First of all, sure. how do you not hammer a guy that's going Man. to support Saudi Arabia? Well, that, you're, a that, okay. you're a conservative politician, yeah. and you're going over to support Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's
2: So I, I mean, there's no one else you could that's reasonably it, team in with. I mean, in the, the big the, show, the, right? The, the like, question would be, do they? Tr- no, I mean, there's we're working on the assumption that Shawn Michaels is not going to be working except in a tag team. Otherwise, I'd say I guess a triple threat match could potentially make sense. Yeah, but but
0: that's the word has been it's going to be a tag team.
2: And and if it and here's the thing, if Shawn Michaels can wrestle. Even you know in a single match yeah, all. A, there's a limit to that. Yes. Like, of why then? Why aren't we doing the the Daniel Bryan? Why aren't we doing that? That's, the, the, AJ that's Styles?
0: the that's the point to me. Is that yeah. if you're going, if the if if that's if at the end of the day, the money is just the end all be all. We guys, you can be as mad at us as you want to be. We're getting 10 million bucks to do this. We're doing it. That's the way it is. That's who they want. We can get the money. He's willing to do it for the money because Shawn Michaels also isn't stupid. He said, "Oh, you mean to tell me that." For a, I, I can I can sell myself out for a million and a half dollars? That's really weird. I love a million and a half dollars right. by all means. I'm not mad at somebody who sells out. I'm not because I would give anything to have the ability to do it. What I wouldn't do, I have absolutely – You want people to change. I want, you sold out right, at you. I want this to be known. I cannot be bought except with money. Or something that's just as good as money Or frankly just about anything I can be bought All of my standards All of my morals Will be thrown out the window For like a good sandwich (laughs) I wish that I could be in this position Yes But Then say Okay then we're doing it with Daniel Bryan Right If that's what you want If what you want is Shawn Michaels Fine we're doing it with Daniel Bryan because that does something to benefit us moving forward. There will be no benefit to the company after a tag match between the Undertaker and whoever. Right. Again, short of it, may- maybe the Undertaker's partner is Daniel Bryan, and then we can revisit this at that point. And I'm not, by the way, I don't think that's a bad idea. I think it's the best. The best you can do in a shitty situation would be to somehow make it so that Daniel Bryan has some beef, unless they lose. Yes, that would be dreadful, <laughs> but I don't see that happening either.
2: Uh, I mean, what? I don't think Sean cares if he wins or loses, but yeah.
0: Considering the payday that he's going to be getting right. this whole thing.
2: Here, here's the funny thing, and I think part of it, it, it might just be that they're waiting to get through Australia. Yeah. They still haven't announced that that's going to be on the network.
0: Uh, the next Saudi Arabia thing? Yeah. Yeah, I think they probably wait I
2: I well. I think that's probably the case, but again, you know, a few weeks ago we went back and forth on the Saudi Arabia thing and whether – you know, what's your WWE? Right. I do wonder if, if they're trying a,
0: to not bring attention to it. it well, how do well, you not bring attention to it? If Shawn Michaels, well, and,
2: and that's the thing, right? Dude, like, you know, it, like it's a weird bit, yeah, but th- gonna, there's a gonna. lot of weirdness around that whole thing. The
0: whole thing is really,
2: really weird. Yeah. Yo,
0: it's very, very
2: weird. Like if, if I'm them and I can somehow get out of, put showing it on the air with while still getting the payday i i don't do it i
0: know but now you're gonna you're really gonna push you've been you've laid the groundwork on your programming for sean michaels but and now you're saying and by the way sorry you can't see you can't see it i know we've been spending a lot of time working on it but nobody's ever gonna see it sorry bye 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 now like come on man you can't do that (laughs) can't do that all right um just don't do it but they're going to obviously they're going (laughs) They're going to i don't know why i'm still even worked up about it we come back in cw anderson will join us as he's headed to primal conflict wrestling this weekend we'll talk to him about the uh, glory days of ecw and and whatever the hell else we're going to talk to him about we'll do it next uh i'm glenn he's aaron no aj this is jobbing out score big at the green turtle with our legendary crab dip juicy burgers or any of our delicious boardwalk iced teas and lemonades Bring the whole team and celebrate your latest win in our rent-free party room. Need to raise money for your sports league or team? Our Funds for Friends program has raised over $1 million for local sports organizations. Everyone is a winner at the Turtle. Visit thegreenturtle.com to find your local Turtle. back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And as we were talking about a little bit earlier on with Tyler Steele, Revolution Rumble is coming up Saturday night in Ransom, West Virginia. Primalconflictwrestling.com to get your tickets. Part of the show and part of a pretty badass uh, a 3 a six-man tag match is our next guest. He is... A former ECW star and a man that's done a whole lot of things in his pro wrestling career. It's a pleasure to welcome C.W. Anderson to the program. C.W., it's Glenn and Aaron. It's so good to talk to you, man. Thank you for taking the time for us.
1: Guys, thanks for having me. It's really, uh, I really do appreciate you having me on. Absolutely, man. So I'm
0: going to guess that like you still kick off. Like, people might say, hey, C.W. Anderson's getting up there a little bit. I'm going to guess that you're still kicking <laughs> ass. I'm Knowing you, nothing <laughs> has changed, even as you're starting to like, approach 50, that, like you are still yeah. probably kicking the same amount of ass that you would have kicked, say twenty years ago.
1: I've I've actually gotten it's gotten worse because I'm in better shape than what I was when I was at ECW. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm tearing a little more ass than what I was, even though I'm older. Um, I had a guy the other day said, "There's no way you're 47 years old." He said, "I would have pegged you for like 35, 36." Wow. Um, wow. And I said, I, was, I said obviously you don't you don't really know because I am 47, but my body feels like it's 68."
0: No, <laughs> oh, I believe that. Yeah, uh, knowing, that that's knowing, not yet, a surprise. Knowing right what there. you've done, that makes a lot of sense. Is there anything yeah. that you that you won't do? Like, okay, I'm gonna guess that there's some stuff that you didn't in, in in ECW that you wouldn't be asked to do again. But is there anything uh, that you would say? There's there's no way I'll ever do this again. Now at, at this point in my career,
1: oh, absolutely! I can give you the number yeah. one thing. If they brought back the power plant tryout that I went through those three days, I held it. Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker um, ran that all the news channels this story owns way back when. They said, if you got to go through that again, we'll make you a millionaire. We'll put you back on TV and you'll be set for life. i like, nah, I'll go work in my wow.
0: house. <laughs> wow. Oh, all right. So tell us more about the power plant tryouts.
1: Um, it was, for, for those that don't know, it was it was literally a three-day hell tryout. Uh, it had a 98, 99% failure rate. Um, in my class, I went in February of 98. My class started with 35 guys. At the end of the first day, there was five. At the end of the second day, only four were left, um, and I was one of the four, and, and four of us made it. Sergeant Bailey Parker ran the, ran the tryout, and you paid 250 bucks, uh, non-refundable, and all the basic tryout was, was free squats, which are Hindu squats, um, push-ups. He'd take you outside and run you in all different kinds of wind sprints. You'd have to hit the ropes, run the ropes, um and that was a repetitive process from nine o'clock in the morning to about three thirty, four o'clock in the afternoon. And it was and you got a twenty minute lunch break and that was it. At the end of the day they averaged you were doing between fifteen hundred and two thousand squats, five or six hundred push
2: ups.
1: Sh- wow. Um he ran you for like my first day, um, I think I was the only one in the class that had been working that was a wrestler before they went. Everybody else was armchair quarterbacks, and you know, couch potatoes. Okay. And he ran, he took us outside and ran us because Goldberg was coming in and he ran, he didn't want to smarten the people up uh, that were that were marks uh-huh. of him training with Goldberg. So they ran us for an hour outside, wind sprints. And you were in pairs of four, you ran a certain distance, which was about 60 yards. You ran back, then you did backwards uh, running, karaoke's, which is the crisscross sideways. And if you were the last person in that group, when you got back, you had to knock out 50 squats and be ready again to run by the time it was your turn to go again. Um, He would, he was in your, and he had his his students that had made it through the tryout already around you. Um, And when you were doing squats, he would scream for you to get your buckets. You had to get a five-gallon bucket, turn it upside down, and every time you did a squat, your ass had to touch that bucket. If you didn't, one of the students hollered out, and you started over, everybody counted if nobody wouldn't count it, and Sarge didn't think you were in um in in line or if you weren't synchronized, he'd make you start over again. He was an asshole <laughs> for three days
2: and well, I this was,
1: hated it. This, this there was the, one time there was one time like, one there was one time I was going to throw everybody w- would throw up. I was going to throw up one time, I ran in the bathroom to throw up, and he grabbed me by the back of my shirt now he knew I was uh had been working. Uh, he knew I was friends with, because I had trained Lodi, who was Raven's sign guy, and Lodi was already there. And Lodi's tag team partner, Toad, Curtis White, was there as well, but they were running me. He was helping through the tryout. He ran in the in the locker room, grabbed me, pulled me in the middle of the um, group, and he had a thing he did, and they warned me about this. He would throw you in the middle of the ground if he felt like he was going to quit and see how tough you were. He'd get you on your back. He'd say, say I'm a dying cockroach. And he'd go, kick your arms and legs and say I'm a dying cockroach. And if you ever said it, that was your ass. So I knew what was coming. He threw me down. I didn't get a chance to throw up. He threw me down. He was, like, screaming at me. He's like, see that we say you're, you're a dying cockroach. I said, kiss my ass. And he was like, kick your arms and legs. I'm like, you, Sarge, I'm not saying it. And uh, he got me up and threw me back in line. And Toad said he was looking at me like, okay, uh, this kid's going to make it. And had that, that look on his face. And Toad kind of was laughing. He looked at Toad like, you mother me. He said, you smart him up to this. <laughs> Uh, so he, we, he took it out on everybody that towed it smartened us up. And that's what, so like, the,
2: WCW is pretty corporate at this point. How did this fly?
1: Uh, cause they, it was one of those things they didn't really, they knew it, it was don't ask, don't tell. They knew about it, but they didn't say anything because, uh, Jody Hamilton run, you know, the mass superstar. He ran the power plant. Sarge was the trainer along with Ped Swatley got arrested so and Mike Winter. Um, and, Nobody. they didn't say anything. I mean, it was the fact that one day they came down. Um, and I've told this story on many interviews, JJ Dillon and Paul Oendorf came down because they were working for WCW as agents. They came down to the power plant to see what kind of talent they had, because they had no idea. And in my, once I made it through and came back, um, guys like the natural born thrillers, Elix Skipper, Lash LaRue, yeah. Mike Sanders, um, you know, Chuck Palumbo, those guys were there training and I had gotten uh, – what I would do is since I was already working, Sarge was training me. And then when he'd get the name guys in there and was working with them, he would get me with those – with Elix and Chuck Paloma and those guys and have me train them guys. And I'm like, damn, Sarge, I'm paying you to train, and you get me to train these guys. So they, they had a tryout or a thing one day where J.J. Dillon, Paul and North came to see what they had. Everybody paired up and did a match. Um, then my pair pair with my buddy Kurt or Toad, we did a match, Brad Armstrong was watching, another, God rest his soul, another great guy. And when we got through, the boys had come up out of their seat because the match we did, Brad Armstrong, he's like, man, that is some straight up ECW style, what we were doing. Um, we got done, everybody's like high-fiving, you know, whatever it was, and I go over into the corner and Paul Orndorff and J.J. Dillon come up to me and they basically said, you know, we're a corporate company. We don't think you really have the look to be a corporate, you know, what WCW is, which is wrestling. I didn't have the look because, you know, I was 260 pounds. I was overweight, I had a stomach. Um, Pretty much what you kind of saw in the beginning of me at ECW is what I was there. Um, And he said, we just don't think you're right for WCW. We don't think you could ever make it in this business.
0: Well, I think it explains how you ended up not being in WCW and instead ending yeah. up with ECW pretty well. I,
1: I was I was already I had gotten pissed off because there was a lot of they. Now I was still working at the time, so I would go down there three days a week and train, drive down to Atlanta because I live east of Raleigh in North Carolina, and um, I would drive down to Atlanta three days a week and train, come home and work, and then wrestle on the weekends and. You know, some days they were, you know, one or two days a week, they'd be painting the Thunder canvas or the Nitro canvas in one of the rings. Sarge would have some guys training in one ring and others in the other. So I re- you would only have one ring to really train in to do anything in. And every- so a lot of times you just couldn't get in there because there were so many guys there. So I felt like I was kind of wasting my time. Uh,
0: clearly. Um, the to, to then end up in ECW, like, I, I guess once you've been through the power plant thing, you're like, oh, hell, whatever. You know, <laughs> like, if I can do this... <laughs> I can do just about well, anything, still, right?
1: It's it's still well, it's still intimidating because you watch ECW and you see those guys like uh, New Jack and Balls and Axel, um, Sabu looks like they're killing people in there. Yeah, and that's a very that's cool, intimidating bro. locker room to be a part of.
0: I okay, was it was it because of like one-upsmanship? Was it a situation where you're like, okay, how am I going to do something that's even more bat s crazy than what the last guy did?
1: It's hard to impress that locker room, even because the way I got my job there, it's a right place, right time, um, and you can't. I was even told beforehand from because I got a tryout through Toad, who Lodi had spoke to Raven, Raven had spoke to Dreamer about giving Toad a tryout, and uh, so he went to out and I just went with him, just rode because I knew Steve Carino from the from North Carolina Independence, and he told me to come and uh, come down. He said if you can't get in the ring, at least you'll be able to. Uh, meeting politics with some people and, and they Lodi and Raven was saying it's hard to impress the ECW people because they and the ECW guys because they are a part of it and they have seen it all and done it all so when Toad got his trial, it didn't go well Nova looks at me and says hey you got your stuff I said yeah I was, it was in the car because the night before he and I had worked at Public Enemy Toad and I did so I went and got my stuff did a little five-minute tryout with Simon Diamond. I get out of the ring, and I, um, I'm standing there talking. I hear somebody from the crowd that was sitting there watching scream at Bill Alfonso to get the ball guy back in the ring. And I look, and it's Paul Heyman. So, P- Vontae gets me back in the ring for the next hour. I'm working out with different guys. When I get through, um, I was doing everything I can to impress him. I'm hitting the turnbuckles hard. I'm hitting the ropes hard to the point where I'm spitting up blood when I go in the back, and I'm in the bathroom. The door opens. And in walks Paul Heyman. It's like something out of a freaking movie. And uh, he walks straight up to me, and I'm sitting here, you know, still bleeding from the mouth. He he sticks his hand out and goes, hey, I'm Paul Heyman. It's nice to meet you. I said, hey, Paul, my name's Chris Wright. He said, uh, where are you wrestling at, Chris? I said, I told him. He said, well, what's your wrestling name? I said, C.W. Anderson. He goes, I knew it. He said, you look like Arn Anderson. you uh got the spine buster like Arn Anderson, the left punch. He says, "Are you on contract at WCW?" I said, "No, sir. They told me I didn't have what it take to be a, you know, a wrestler." He said, "Don't leave before I speak to you." So I go and I'm, I'm standing backstage. So they let me stay backstage. And ten minutes before the show starts, one of the referees comes up and gets me. He says, uh, "Paul wants to see you in the back." So I go in the back where they're, they're dressing at, and I'm, he's sitting there with Vito LaGrasa, Danny Dorn, and Roqueo. He, he said, introduces me to him, and he says, "Hey, you're tagging with Vito. Welcome to ECW."
2: <laughs> well. You know, I mean, like, rest is history, right? Rest
0: is yeah, history.
1: rest is history. So obviously, I impressed somebody, and I guess I impressed the right person.
2: You know, and and obviously, he immediately put you into you know a, a pretty, I, I would say, prestigious the new dangerous alliance. And considering his history with that, like that must have been uh, him saying that he saw a lot in you there.
1: It took it took a minute when I, I, the first couple of weeks I had wrestled a few guys, and I wrestled Jerry Lynn one night, and I was so nervous because I'm again I'm wrestling Jerry Lynn. Um, and because uh, that was right after he had had that freaking five-star match with Rob Van Dam. So uh, Jerry was the first one to give Paul the, hey, this kid's got it. Because he asked, Paul Paul asked him, he said, I saw CW messed up uh, once tonight, once or twice. He said, yeah, he said, but Paul, he said, if you give that kid a chance, he will be the most overheal in this company. He said, I see that in him. Wow. And right after that, I started, I was um, one night, by my, just by chance, Tommy Dreamer put Bill Wiles and I together. And uh, we worked Danny and Rochio and had a great match. And Paul says, I mean, uh, Danny, I mean, Tommy goes, I think I'm going to leave you guys as a tag team. So when the Dudleys left, they asked Louie Dangerously or Sign Guy, they said, who do you want to manage? He says, I want to manage CW because he was, we traveled together. And Tommy and he, Paul came up with the idea of mocking the Dangerous Alliance, Paul's Dangerous Alliance. And we went from a comedic tag team to actually a pretty serious tag team to where people started taking us seriously.
0: CW Anderson is with us here on Jobbing Out. He'll be at Primal Conflict Wrestling Saturday night. Again, primalconflictwrestling.com to get your tickets. CW, the, the Anderson family, or the Anderson name, anyway, is something that has existed for some time. And, you know, I don't know how much it still matters, but there is still, you see, Carl Anderson is still sort of carrying the name these days. It, it Does not matter to you as somebody who got to be a part of it, even if it was, you know, not? in the same way that others were, does it matter to you that the name still continues in pro wrestling and that people still understand sort of the, the Anderson family and that that continues to exist moving forward?
1: Absolutely. I was very honored when, when Gene gave me the name. Um, and, you know, I got to speak to, I got, I got to know Orrin quite well at WWE and then, uh, the only one I ever had a problem with was Oli because he was an he was an ass to me. Um, <laughs> which I, I hear that I hear that from everybody about mm-hmm. Oli. So, um, Arne gave me his blessing. You know, Gene was the one that gave me the name. And you know, for you know, I've been wrestling for twenty five years, and I continually get you know you're not a real Anderson. And I'm like, well, none of them are jackass. <laughs> I, don't get, I don't get that, and um, I, I, I really honor the Anderson name when it was given to me I couldn't job it out I couldn't abuse you know I always of course I had to grow the beard and I always had already had the the hairline so I was good there um but the Anderson name has always meant something to me I've had people come through and want that being Anderson and ask me for permission and I'm not the one to give you permission it wasn't my call it was Gene was you know he saw something in me to give me the name and then I know his son um Rocky is it Rocky? No, it's not Rocky. Uh, I can't remember his son's name right Rock- now, but I know Rocky Anderson. Uh, it's been so long. No, it, it, that's what you know. That's one of the guys that give that help that found me. Rocky and Pat Anderson. They were running the Anderson thing. Um, but anyway, uh, it, the Anderson name still means something. And with Carl running with it at WWE, it, it's still I, st- I still love it because they, they got to know that's that's part of history. It's, it's Flair, Rhodes, and you, then you got to have Anderson because in my where I grew up, the NWA was such a hotbed. That, that Anderson name the full horseman still means something
2: you know you only spent about 18 months or so at ECW before it folded yet you're still really synonymous with ECW what do you attribute to that to and, and how important is that to you
1: just the, um, everybody you know, there was an article done on me one time right when I started getting my push and I think if I still had the magazine it said you can't spell ECW without CW and a lot of people had always said, no matter where I was at on the card, C.W. Anderson never had a bad match. Um, Dean Malenko, when I was at WWE, he told Vince McMahon one day, he said, C. W. He said there's no flaw in C.W. Anderson's work. He said, he's as close to perfect as you can get. There's no wasted movement. He doesn't hurt anybody. He makes you believe he's a heel. Um, so I wanted my whole career. I wanted to be the guy because I was such a Bobby Eaton mark, and I still am. I wanted to be like Bobby Eaton. I wanted to be the guy that could go out there and work a broomstick or work Ric Flair and have a five-star match. So at ECW, when I went out and had my matches, whether I was opening the card or main eventing with Rob Van Dam or Jerry Lynn or Carino, I wanted to have the best match on the card. I didn't want to one-up anybody, but I wanted the fans to, and I still do it today, I wanted to have the best match on the card so when the people that leave the show and they left it at ECW. They're like, damn, C.W. Anderson, give me his money's worth. He put his life on the line, his body on the line, just so my $5, 10 15 $20, whatever it was they spent, it was well worth coming to see C.W. work. Uh-huh. And I think with that, that's why I'm still, you know, because you know, 17, 18 years later, people, people still talk about the I quit match. And that was my defining moment was that I quit match. And I still hold my hat and hang that on that match. As being my moment
0: at ECW, um, CW, and we really appreciate the time. Before we let you go, I, I, you're welcome. I, uh, I want to ask you, and I, you know, I, look, this is we, we do this all the time with various things in professional wrestling. But when we see the concept of hardcore wrestling now, and and knowing what you did, do you almost say like, "Hey, just just stop"? Like the, the you know, the, this is it's almost pointless to do a bastardized version of hardcore wrestling just for the sake of still being willing to do it you know i I know that tommy still does house of hardcore and that's a little bit different than what we see say in Mm -hmm. wwe but when you see them have like they have a a pay-per-view that they call extreme rules and it's it's anything but that like there's just nothing extreme about it is there almost a party that's like you know what it's it's fine it's gone away that's what it is but like don't continue to just throw things out there or say you're doing something a certain way because it, it, it almost is embarrassing to the legacy that you guys created.
1: Yes, I agree with you. The word pointless was pretty much it. Um, like Tommy's House of Hardcore is totally different. That's a lot of times because Tommy and I are really close and I, I always tell him, I was like, why don't you book me more than what you do? He said, I don't want my show to be ECW. He said, I'm trying to let ECW die. And that's what, you know, I think Vince, that was a big reason for him bringing back WWE or the ECW version was to kill it off right. because we were getting such a push, right. a push because he never give the originals a chance. And when you have an extreme rules paper view, you do anything hardcore. Just let it go. You can't. You can't piggyback on what you know. Taz, Sabu, Dudley's, Tommy built Shane Douglas for the main one. Shane Douglas was the one that kind of you could say started the extreme, and then the guys that carried the torch till the end. Myself and Steve Carino and those guys. Um, you can't duplicate what we did. It will never be duplicated again. Just let it go. Come up with something else. Yeah. Do your own thing.
0: All right. Uh, one more. Is there any everything that we got to see? Do you ever remember something that was, like, pitched or storybooked or, like, there was an idea that you guys had that somebody said, no, that's too far. We can't. We can do a lot of things. We can't do that.
1: Yeah. There was one thing with me. And I still remember it to it day because I, I have a lot of my stuff on video on v h s tape and as a promo I did with Simon and swinger and Paul kept pushing me with these lines of you know being this hillbilly uh deliverance type character to toward the point where I said Paul, you're really trying to make me gay you're trying to make me that deliverance wow. character and, wow. and I said i don't I, that's too much Because I remember I made a comment about swinger's lips and where we would around my parts called a delicacy. Um, I still remember that line. Wow. And I was like, and I had put my, Paul said something else. What he said about flipping it over and it being a guy, uh, flipping, thinking as a girl and flipping it over and it being a guy. I said, Paul, I don't want to say that. I said, I'm, I'm not gay. I'm not, I don't want to be gay because, again, I don't have anything against gay people. Hell, my uncle was gay. So it's just a fact that he was pushing my character like that. And I said, Paul, I don't want to do that.
0: Although, you know, now, after Burt Reynolds passed away, it would have been, a, like, uh, maybe a nice play-in to have, like, Burt come back and maybe be a part of I don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, again,
1: before.
0: Hey, yeah, right. I hear you. <laughs> hey, uh, C.W. Anderson, man, we can't wait to see you Saturday night out at Primal Conflict. Is there anything we can plug for you? Are you on uh, social media anywhere? Or is yeah. there something that people can follow but, you?
1: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter is all ECW Anderson.
0: Excellent, man. You,
1: me- you message me, I always get back to you. And hoping – Pray in this hurricane, yeah. keeps turning, because I'm in, I, up until last night, I was in the direct path of it. Oof. So I'm hoping it kind of goes its way south um, so I can get up there to see you guys. Well,
0: we are hoping for the same thing. CW, we really appreciate it, man. It's been great chatting with you, dude. Uh, looking forward to Saturday pleasure. nights.
1: All right, man. Thank you guys so much.
0: Appreciate CW Anderson for checking in with us on this week's show. Aaron, uh, you went out to Seattle this past yes, weekend. Did. You got to experience Defy and yes, the legendary... Wa- you know what? I jumped out at me about the pictures we post to Washington Hall. I know it's not a big place. But I didn't know it was that small.
2: Oh, it's tiny! I it's had amazing. no
0: idea it was that small. It,
2: it was fantastic. Everything about that was so fantastic. I could not rave more, and not just because we're friends with a lot of the guys. Well, frankly, there. I don't like them. Okay, I mean, you don't like them. I kind of like them. They're pretty good. But I like. People. I like
0: everybody else. I like Matt Farmer. Oh, we're not talking about. Matt. Like I'm Jim talking about Harry. Matt and Jim. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, Steve Miggs Go. No. That guy of can, course. Awful. awful Absolutely awful human being.
2: Yeah. Um, it was just awesome. It was really cool. The venue was cool, like you said. It was small, and it was one of their smaller shows, even though it was still, you know, it was good size. The crowd was loud, passionate, and all the people out there were great. So many people came up to me. They made sure to find me. Some brought beers, which was awesome. Nice. And uh, handed Beers. I-, I loved meeting all of you guys. There was just a b- bunch of you. I- By the way, let me make
0: this very clear. You never need to buy Aaron a beer. The rest um, of us, you should show some respect to, but Aaron, you don't need to do No, that.
2: no, no. No. Y- they are wonderful people out there uh, it was great the crowd was crazy like even though it, it wasn't that much it was as passionate a crowd I have ever been sitting in um, it was awesome you could tell then the the wrestlers were feeding off of it uh, the venue's really cool especially once they get the lights at first when I walked in I was like huh okay this is cool but you know the lights were still on and everything and I was like okay not quite then the lights are off and like oh man yeah, this is awesome that's cool um, and so just everything around it was fantastic. And and that's before get into the wrestling. Uh, it was cool. I brought my friend, Kevin, you met Kevin at my mm-hmm, wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was why before the show, we had realized the last time he had been to a wrestling event was a SmackDown in the middle of invasion in the, in 2001. So he had not seen wrestling live in 17 years. Wow. Wow. Uh, and after the very first match, which was Jeff Cobb versus chef. And, and I'll go into some of the wrestlers here in a second uh he was he just turned towards me and was like holy crap this is incredible so just seeing his face through everything was fantastic and the wrestlers i mean i could not put over the wrestlers more obviously like jeff cobb's gonna be awesome matt cross is going to be awesome the big names were going to be awesome but a lot of the guys who I had never really experienced before really, really made an impact on me. Schaff, who I, I just mentioned in the Jeff Cobb match, when I saw that, I knew I, I had recognized his name from the the Defy tweets and stuff. Uh, I saw him going against Jeff Cobb. I figured that was going to be all right. You got a big man in there to face Cobb. Cobb's going to kind of carry this and then do cool things. Do Jeff Cobb? Like, no, nah. Schaff was great. Schaff was really a really really talented big man. You could t- tell he tell he's still a little bit raw. But he's really talented, and Jeff Cobb at the end put him over. He said, he said, interestingly enough, he said, I don't know what you've heard, but after January, I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. Hmm. So, what does that hmm. mean? Hmm. My guess is Ring of Honor in New Japan, but it could be WWE know, for right? all we know. Um, and he said, like, so I, I'm sad to do it, but with guys like you around, I'm, you know, defies in a good place. So, Shaft's cool. a guy you cool. should definitely. Um, we got to talk about this guy, Randy Myers, who'd be one of your favorite guys.
0: Ravenous, Randy Ravenous Myers. Ravenous,
2: Randy Myers. Again, I didn't know much what to expect from him. I saw he was in. You he's know, a he,
0: big deal in that. In that ne- in those neck of the woods. Yes,
2: he is. And I, I thought, that okay, neck of the woods. Yeah, you know yeah, the, that neck of the woods. Yes, exactly. Uh, I thought you know he was a hardcore. Maybe, you know, now I think about it, why
0: do woods have necks? I've never given this any thought, but why does neck of the woods even make sense, Aaron? I,
2: I don't know. I would really I'm like not to a know woodsman. We need a lumberjack why is there a neck here? of the woods?
0: All right, sorry. Go ahead. You get,
2: no, uh, This uh, really
0: kind of drove me crazy.
2: Yeah, now now you're making me think about that. Right. I think we need to get a lumberjack or something in here. Or do a lumber. But anybody knows
0: more about Nexon?
2: Where, where's Plays with Squirrels? We need to. Ah, uh, yeah. We we need to get him in there. Uh, anyways, I thought he was just like kind of a hardcore guy. Like that's because whenever I see him, it's usually in hardcore okay. matches and stuff. So. You, you get Brody King and Tyler it was, they were a, it was a hardcore match Ty, Brody King and Tyler Bateman against Tommy Dreamer and ravenous Randy Myers Okay. so you had King and Bateman come out then what I thought was interesting was you had Tommy Dreamer come out first I was like huh little bit odd you would expect Tommy Dreamer to be, get the last entrance, get the big ovation so he does this thing everyone cheers for Tommy the lights go out and I notice everyone in the crowd raise their phone so they can start recording on video And I say, wait a second here. What's about to happen that everyone feels the need to record this? And then At Last by Etta James starts playing.
0: Not a big fan.
2: Yes. My love (laughs) has come along. And uh, Randy Myers comes out, and he's portraying kind of an androgynous, like... He's out there. He's kissing guys in the crowd, oh, and he's love just it, uh, love it, you love know, and got some of the fans, by the way, lining up to do it. Oh, well,
0: why wouldn't they? Yeah, Absolutely. No doubt. If um, if a man is willing to eat a popsicle that was just by Joey Ryan's or a, a lollipop that was yes. just by Joey Ryan's dick, then I'm guessing that just kissing Randy Myers is.
2: Um, it was awesome. Everything about him is pure charisma. They did a hardcore match, and he's bringing out. You know, bags of stuff, and we expect, oh man, here come thumbtacks. He's pouring out gummy bears, and then he's pouring out Hershey Kisses in the middle of the ring. Oh, God bless. And he's comedy, but you could tell there's also strong wrestling there and just pure charisma.
0: That's awesome.
2: Randy Myers is everything. He was fantastic, and we need to get him out here. We need to. I don't know.
0: Maybe maybe, uh, I'm trying to get. I'm still working on, you know, I'm assuming you didn't listen because you're also an asshole. But Barrington Hughes was amazing on last week's show. And uh, you didn't listen, of course. Of course I did. Right. Oh, you did? I did. So what is it that we're going to do? I don't know. (laughs) You didn't listen because you're an asshole. Yeah, and you're a liar. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We're going to have him come out to uh, thank you for being a friend somewhere. We just have to find I know, I
2: did see that on Twitter. On Twitter Twitter you saw it, but you
0: didn't listen. Of course you didn't listen. Of course not. You're a piece of shit. I was also Um, flying out to Seattle. I don't care. You're a piece of shit. So I would like to, to have those, both those things happen on the same card. I would like to have somebody step up to the plate and bring in Barrington Hughes with the promise of him being allowed to enter to thank you for being a friend. Yes. And the same show we can make uh, the Randy Myers experience happen yes. as well. we we, we, we
2: got to make that happen. I'm down. I'm so, down. yeah, Randy Myers could not put over more. But the person who I want to put over the most, who really, really impressed me in a position I don't expect to be impressed— is uh, one of the referees for Defy. Her name is Aubrey Edwards. That, that's her, okay. her ring, ring name. She also apparently goes by the name at 321 Battle and others by the name of Girl Hebner, ah, which is tremendous. Just tremendous, wonderful. That's great. Um, She was fantastic. She did everything a ref can do to enhance the match without like drawing attention away from the match. Okay. All of her facial expressions, the little things she did, the way she talked to the wrestlers, the way the wrestlers responded to her. Everything was done perfectly. She was legitimately one of the best referees I've ever seen. Supposedly she's only been doing it for about a year or two. Okay. Which is kind of crazy yeah, because, right? like, she was perfect. From what I understand, she I, I think she might be involved with the Mae Young Classic as as a referee. Oh, oh. I, I haven't been able to see this okay. past episode, so I'm, I'm not sure if she was yeah, on I've, there I've or not. Yeah, only,
0: I'm only one in two.
2: Yeah, so um, – She's awesome. She's a star. Like, again, I'm saying this as a referee. She is a star, which kind of has to tell you what she must have done to impress me that much. Um, She was fantastic. I'm looking for big things from her. And and, and, and that was great. That's something. All of Defy was wonderful, of course. All of the matches. And and they ran into a a big situation, which uh, three of their wrestlers had gotten uh, stopped at the border, so couldn't end up making the show.
0: South at the border.
2: Yeah, the Canadian border.
0: Oh, so Canadian wrestlers. Canadian
2: wrestlers couldn't cross into to America.
0: they not have. Were they not documented? The hell, I, that's I, a I, weird.
2: Don't know how much I can All go right. into it, All but. Right. Uh, uh, so, but they didn't know for sure that they weren't showing up until midway through the show. And this was like their oh, main Jesus event. This was N- this was Nicole Matthews who was supposed to face uh. Allie and one of the tag teams who was supposed to compete for the tag titles. Uh. And they made the best of it and possibly even got better. Like we got to see Tyler uh Brody King and Tyler Bateman again re- end up okay. wrestling in the main event and in a completely different match than they wrestled before. Okay. Um and then they got a uh one of the trainees there to wrestle Allie and again Allie did a fantastic job at a you know, literally they they found out half hour beforehand that they were going to end up wrestling each other if that and Allie was calling it on the fly and both matches were pretty much called on the fly as it was going on. So Defy did a great job in a really tough situation like that. Like you could have seen other companies completely fall apart and just like it would devolve into chaos and you wouldn't really know what to do. But it says so much about everyone involved from the top to the bottom that they were able to pull that off in such a difficult situation. Uh, and I it, I don't know if you're listening to us I assume if and you're out there I'm assuming you you go to defy if you're listening to us and you're anywhere in the area because I know they're going to Portland next month or in November yeah, yeah, sometime sure. some soon like Montana right? right like if you're anywhere in the area, make sure you get to defy because it is a truly truly special uh place it's a special crowd it, that that was the best thing the crowd and everyone there just felt like a big family awesome and and you don't get that anywhere. I'm jealous. I'm definitely,
0: yeah. like, I'm legitimately jealous. I've wanted to go. Maybe, maybe make the Barrington Hughes thing happen there. There we go. And then I'll go. There we and go. then I'll be there. They had Barrington Hughes and Tony Storm on the same. <laughs> imagine if they had Barrington Hughes, Tony Storm, and Juice Robinson. There we go. On the same card. Perfect. I would never leave. I think I'd just move in. I would just raise my kids right there at Washington Hall. I think would be the plan moving forward if that were to happen.
2: That it's would not be- not a bad place to mm-hmm. raise some kids.
0: All right. Uh, quickly, we did not talk uh, last segment, and we should have about um, another interesting thing that occurred on Raw. Uh, obviously, a week ago we had the Drake Maverick thing. Now add in that it looks like our dude Leo Rush is going to be working with Bobby Lashley, which one is probably really smart because Bobby Lashley has been awful. On my man. Mic. Yeah, that's. I, I'm about done with my man.
2: Um, I I won't go into that. Yeah, I mean, I'm done. Um, this is. Essentially, well, and don't forget, Drew Gulak is also suddenly showing up. Yeah,
0: and a lesser, you know, like he. But was again, there, like but, right, it's cruiserweights correct. showing up. Well, but again, cruiserweights are supposed to be part of the Raw roster, right? Like they are. They, well, well, I know they haven't been. Are they but,
2: because they like they they established a real GM, and since then they've been completely separate. I understand,
0: so. but they never said you guys right. aren't part of Raw anymore. Right. They've always been part of Raw. Uh this is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Hi, Uncle Glenn here. <laughs> Remember when you started this whole 205 Live thing? Remember I said, hey, crazy thought. Make those people more interesting to everybody else by having them interact with the superstars that we already like. Just a wild thought. Might be the type of thing that could get some crossover audience for old 205 Live, huh? If I see it on TV every week and... You're competing with the people that I like and interacting with them and doing programs with them. Well, then maybe I might go over and take a look at what it is that you're doing on a Tuesday.
2: Whoa! Whoa! The weird thing, of course, is that... They're only know, being used as managers. So well, far. A, they're being used as managers, and B, you have Drake Maverick portraying face GM. Yeah, that or- also
0: very weird, and they need to do something about that. Yes, that's not going to fly that you're just... On one night, I'm a terrible heel that's hell-bent on destruction. On the next night, I'm a reasonable sap. Right. Like,
2: you're going to need to maybe work on that Which is why I don't necessarily think it's so much as a Raw 205 Live collaboration as much as it's, oh, shit, we have some talented people over on 205 Live. No, let's just use let's them on Raw. work on it. Without regarding 205 Live. Let's work on it a little I, bit. I agree. Let's work Do on it. Do you that. think they will? They better... <laughs> You
0: really think they were I have no faith in anything, Aaron. In God in 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 anything, in politics. I have no faith. None. I am a goddamn nihilist faith. at this point. I am no George Michael. Um I might be closer to George Michael Bluth, in fact, is I think what I'm closer to. Um this is so stupid. Y- yes, use Leo Rush, but like also maybe have him work a match at oh, some no point. Sh- but we're not gonna
2: have him work and it doesn't a match. Have to be for the a, same it doesn't reason.
0: have to be a match against Tony Nice. It could be a match against, say, Chad Gable.
2: Crazy thought. It would be awesome. <sighs> it would be great.
0: Maybe Drake Maverick. I, it is. I know it's worse because he's staying between the two of them. But like, <laughs> you're like, all right, maybe, maybe, maybe Drake Maverick uh, should not be working matches at all. Maybe old Rockstar Spud is.
2: Look, he's fine as a manager. He's a, great, oh, he's a more yeah. more than fine as a manager. He is might be outside of Paul Heyman the best manager in the business maybe, right now. Maybe
0: might be. You might be right about that. Um, but yes, this is a—it's uh, a great idea. Do more of it and do it smarter. <laughs> Think about it. Have some continuity. Like, there's no reason these things can't coexist. It's weird. It's all WWE branded. Like, like, do it. Do it. All right. There, everybody outside the door is hearing me now. Um, and uh, and finally, one other thought. Uh, we are gonna. I, I I brought up. Hey, Cody can win the N.W. belt. That's all well and good, but it only matters because it's Cody win the NWA right. NW belt. Um, the NWA the belt just doesn't matter.
2: They're trying to make... To to, to their credit, they're they are, doing everything they can at this you know, point. It's, it's
0: weird. Have you noticed that R-Truth, like, that's the first thing he lists on his Twitter bio is being a former NWA I mean, champion?
2: that's... I mean, first of all, it's arguably his biggest accomplishment. Well, I mean, I
0: hear you, but...
2: Well, the NWA title he, mattered at that point because it was, yeah, the, team, it was, it was the top the t- team, right, right. and he is the first black NWA champion. That's yeah, the other that's, big that's, thing.
0: That's true. He doesn't list it like that on his Twitter. No, right but
2: now, that, right? I mean, but that's one of I the reasons you. it's so important. But uh, again, at that time, the right, NWA I, title. I'm did for
0: the NWA title mattering, but they got to do more with it. They're going to do uh, a 70th anniversary show, yep. and uh, Cody is going to defend it. The, the, the rematch for Nick Aldis will be at that show. Um, unfortunately, I'm worried right now the only way that the NWA title can matter is if Cody keeps it, right? Like, and I don't see that. I guess Ring of Honor doesn't care, you know what I mean? Like, because they clearly don't care about just about anything any of their performers are uh, doing right well, now. Well, they,
2: they don't care about anything the Bullet Club does. Sure, because that's they fair. want they want to keep the Bullet Club happy. That's fair.
0: That's reasonable. Um... So I guess they'd be okay with him continuing to hold the NWA belt for some time. And maybe they'd even, like, consider a scenario well, where—
2: for for a while there, when NWA title really meant nothing. Right. Because I remember the first uh, Ring of Honor show I went to was back in 2008. And there was this crazy—there was an NWA title match on the show between Adam Pearce and Brent Albright that actually, like, came close to stealing the show. It was this crazy—probably, I don't know for sure, but probably one of the best NWA title matches since it lost relevancy. Yeah. Um, so they're not against the NWA title being a thing because there's no, right. you know, it, you're not right. endorsing anything. The NWA is right. not, not a company, right? Correct. It, it's the NWA of no, they're,
0: they're trying to do something with this show, right?
2: But well, the, but it's the show. It's, it's I hear you. It's right. to to right. keep that relevant and and you know jump on to other other companies, right? right. Um, so to NWA and to, to you know Corgan and everybody else's uh, credit, whoever who all the people involved with it, they're doing as much as they can to make it relevant. You know, it was legitimately irrelevant two years ago. Oh,
0: no doubt. I guess my, my thought process would be maybe the NWA belt is is what the all-in brand becomes, right? That, like, as you move forward, if you want the all-in, that magic, that feeling, if you want to do more shows, that you sort of create it around the NWA belt. Because that's sort of something that can exist outside of all of these other companies. Right. And can always have it you don't have to go back and add you know what i mean like you can make that be you could you could say at some point like if you're gonna announce all in two for next september in the next six months you could announce cody will defend the nwa title you know what i mean like something like that and and use it sort of the way that you did essentially last year as that sort of carrot that was dangling that was out there um leading up to all in i think that would be a, a smart idea All right, uh, AJ would tell you to check out him on social media at AJFrancis410 because he's got links there in his bio to all of his music, and he's got videos out and everything that he's doing. Support Frank. Uh, Again, AJFrancis410 on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Check him out, and hopefully he's got some good news to share with you sometime soon.
2: Uh, Aaron, you're on Twitter? At DAOster. The show's on Twitter. At JobbingOutShow. Email? JobbingOutShow at gmail.com. Stone. Um, just wrestling. I'm still catching up. I've, I'm still barely hanging on from Seattle. That was a wild time. So I'll be writing something. In you the should near probably think about
0: doing that at some point. Yeah, you know. Yeah, right? Exactly. All right. I'm at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter, GlennClarkRadio.com. And thanks again to Tyler Steele for joining us for picks, as well as to C.W. Anderson. Make sure you go check out Primal Conflict Wrestling, Saturday for Revolution Rumble. PrimalConflictWrestling.com. For Aaron Oster and for the main event, vent, vent, vent. Vent vent, vent 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 AJ Francis, I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben Chobbing Out. Go ahead, you do it.
3: Chopping <clears throat> out.